Our institutions have become corrupt. Unconstitutional agencies are infringing on your rights. What will it take for you to open your eyes to the tyranny at hand? You're an American born with unalienable rights, yet those rights are being trampled every day by unelected busybodies. Your liberty was secured by strong men and women of yesterday. Are you willing to let it slip away? You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. Very, very sketchy. As you can see, days after devastating wildfires ripped through Chile's Pacific coast, ravaging entire neighborhoods and trapping people fleeing in cars, officials said on Sunday that at least 112 people have been killed and hundreds remain missing and warned that the number of dead could rise sharply. And as you can see in quotations, that number is going to go up. We know it's going to go up significantly. President Gabriel Borg said earlier in the day when 64 deaths have been confirmed. He described the fires in the Valparaiso region as the worst disaster in the country since a cataclysmic earthquake in 2010 left more than 400 people dead and displaced 1.5 million people. But as you can see, thousands of homes were destroyed in the flames which swept through the hilly settlements around the resort town of Viña del Mar starting Friday. Propelled by high winds, a regional state emergency was declared and a nighttime curfew imposed. But then I looked up Viña del Mar and then I looked up the institutions that were supposed to help Maui rebuild, right? And they just so happened to be associated with this specific conference, which just so happened to happen in Maui as well. As you can see here, the fourth LA Conference on Sustainable Development of Energy, Water, and Environment Systems was held on the 14th through the 17th of January in 2024 in Viña del Mar. Chili. What? For a S-M-A-R-T conference. I can't openly state that term here on TikTok anymore. But I'm pretty confident people are starting to put the puzzle pieces together by now. But if you're not, if you didn't happen to know, just under two years ago, CERN just so happened to discover what is known as the fifth force of nature, right? Which is better known as cosmic energy. Now, what's interesting about that cosmic energy, right, is it's collected through satellites satellites that CERN just so happens to own. And I'm not gonna lay claim to anything being true, but you might or might not have been able to see a certain satellite over Maui on the day of the wildfires. Sort of like the one that sits above the Ice Cube Neutrino Observatory in Antarctica. If you're not in touch with what that is, you might wanna research into it. It's very interesting, honestly. And when you dig really deep into that rabbit hole, right? You wish you never would have. Because then you look into those energy institutions and their websites and the people that are affiliated with, right? And then you find stuff like this. As you can see here, Viña del Mar is considered Chile's top city to live in, work in, and visit, and ranked second behind only Santiago for education. Oh, and there's a whole bunch of great facts about Chile, specifically in Viña del Mar. It's definitely intriguing because if you would have gone to a company named Hitachi's website just last year, the first S-M-A-R-T island due to take place in Maui, the first of its own. I can provide proof of that in another video for anybody that's actually curious, by the way, because a lot of people seem to have forgot how much I really did enlighten them. It's pretty damn ironic because if you ask the people in Maui, they might or might not tell you that they have received the money. I'm sure you can figure out which one it is. Once again, can't lay claim to anything officially being true, but I'm sure a simple Google search will help you out since everybody fucking relies on Google. Even though their ex-CEO is still missing from a subpoena that he was issued to appear in court from his personal allegations with Jeffrey Epstein. Nobody wants to talk about that. Good old Larry Page. Or shit like this. I mean, it's pretty evident, isn't it? 
or maybe this will help you. As you can see here, the headquarters is at where? Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, the reason of why I brought up the actual satellite, right, because it might be capable of producing something that's better known as ground-based L-A-S-E-R. Broadcasting from a secret location near Detroit, Michigan. Jesse James and Outcast are on the run, exposing the plans of the technocratic overlords and their political hand puppets. Stay safe out there, brothers. You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. Yeah, everybody, it is Monday night, February 12, 2024. Welcome to the spiritual battle of our lives. That's right. How can you guys know that a a government is the most dangerous threat to a man's rights? It holds legal monopoly to the physical force against legally disarmed Americans, victims, Ayn Rand. We're going to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness tonight, but instead we will expose them. That's Ephesians 5.11, everybody. And tonight's show sponsor is thedangerousoffgrid.com, where food security is paramount for you and the family. So I want you guys to learn how to harden your skills while you still have the means and the time to do so. So please visit dangerousoffgrid.com and prepare yourself for the coming struggle, you guys. I want to welcome and thank everybody in the live viewer rooms and the chat rooms over on Rumble, Pill Foxhole, Twitch, Twitter, Clout Hub, and DLive. And to the podcast listeners listening late later on, please tell all your friends about the show, all right? Tell them about a little show. We're having a good time over here. And if you guys want to drop a little coin in the bottom of our tip cup, we'd really appreciate that. We're going to be checking the Super Chats, the Rumble Rants, the Gold Pills over on Foxhole. And if you guys want to get in your comments and questions right now so we can add your thoughts to the live stream chat, you can always go to DangerousSuperChats.com. Again, that's DangerousSuperChats.com. You can join in on the fun tonight. Tonight's show, we got a big one, Assault on Humanity featuring Carrie Madej. This is episode number 136. It's coming up real soon, you guys. We got a big, uh, big, big lineup tonight, big eye-opening event. And I want to give a big shout-out to our current supporters, our monthly supporters shout-out. Biffer Mac, Fire Doug, Ryan Mansfield Show, Carmen Rosario, Jill Bark, Chad Geyer, Manny Espejo, Michelle Yerkes, Ham Hock, Dwayne and Teresa Lazowski, Heidi Human, Pastor Eric King, Steph Mee, Cheryl E., Bonnie Moriarty, Dave Baxter, Deb Santos, and Capo. Remember, you guys, we are not sponsored by Pfizer. We're sponsored by you. You guys are the informed audience of the Dangerous Info Podcast. And right now, I'd like to introduce to you guys to the main stage all the way from the Detroit city limits. You guys, put your hands together for Brother Outcast tonight. What's going on, Outcast? Hey, how you doing? Are you blessed in the Thanks battle? The <laughs> I, I'm blessed in the battle. I appreciate the warm, uh, the warm welcome. Oh man, good to see you here, brother. It is Monday yeah, night, too. man. What a beautiful night here in southeastern Michigan. I mean, it's just crisp. It's clean. It's clear. Um, no no chemtrails. Yeah, I didn't see any chemtrails today. Uh, Me neither. Just like when we were in Punta Cana last uh, last week or whatever, it was nice and clear. But 
Oh man, uh, I'm, the threat is always here with the uh, with you know living here in the states, man. Something's got to happen. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Go I ahead. pray about those temp trails sometimes, and uh, maybe our listeners should take the heed of that if they're not doing it already. You know, I think that the reason they're trying to eliminate us is because they know the power of our prayers, and uh, if we have more pointed prayers about, I mean, we're, it's hard to keep up because they're attacking us from every angle. But uh, as it comes to you, as you think of it, just pray on it. You know, that's the one thing that they can't. They can't seem to fight. Yeah, they for can't, sure. They don't know how to handle that? Yep. Well, I don't know if you get. Did you pay attention to all good the intro? You, yeah, good to good to see everybody. You guys, welcome to the. Yeah, good well, to see everybody. Music lover. <laughs> it's funny. I said there's a ton of people here watching on uh, on um, what do we got? Uh, Rumble. What's going on, everybody on Rumble? I know there's a lot of Carrie Carrie Maday fans out there tonight, and they're watching. So welcome to the show, you guys. Welcome to the party. This is her second time here with us, and uh, she was here what episode 100 last year, I think, sometime in. In the summer, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, um, hey, we're the same blood here in Michigan. So um, welcome, Carrie, to the show and all your fans that I see that have uh, uh, your audience members that are here joining us. So um, everybody over here on Pilled Foxhole also and all the other ones that I mentioned. So Outcast, um, in the beginning, did you see that I played that thing about Chile and what's going on in Chile? Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. you sent that to me a couple days ago, and uh, I think it was after, you know, we just did a show last Thursday, and I don't know if we did anything about that Chile incident I think then. we mentioned it on Thursday. I oh. think we did mention it. Yeah. Okay. Well, today I played some videos of that. So you guys were able to see that. And why don't you bring the people up to, to speed on what is going on and how that relates to Maui? Well, I don't, I, of course, I don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, in, information is limited, but it appears that this event in, in Chile is so similar to Maui, except for it's on a much more massive scale. Yeah. And you've got, uh, you know, uh, trees and things that are untouched and cars that look like they've just been like, you know, like a nuclear blast. It's just, it's, it's remarkable to see what these, if, if what we believe is true is the direct energy weapons at work. Uh, it is decimated. It's devastating. It's, it decimated the area. Uh, it's frightening. Um, what do they have planned for the rest of us? Why Ch- Chile? What, what's, what's significant about, I haven't heard, I haven't heard any conspiracy theories on that, that yet. I'm sure some of our savvy listeners know, <clears throat> but what is going on? Why? Well, you know, I know that there's always a why. We always find out why. Like with Maui, it, that seems so benign at first. It's like, why there? And then you find out that it's part of the UN agenda, you know, um, 15 minute smart city plans that they had. Yeah. Um, well, same, same thing with thing. that. So same thing with Chile. It's the same, same type of city. So yeah, I'm sure. But, but you know, I like, no doubt, you know, of, of course, yes. Hamhock brought up child trafficking. Yes. There's going to be a lot of that there going on too. Um, where all these things happen, just like, um, you know, these, these big, large events, there's always child uh, trafficking that follows. Um, Hey, point. we're all paying taxes to global to, to worldwide pedos, man. We're all paying taxes to these pedos. I'm sick of it. You know, um, going back to what you were talking about there, Outcast. The the differences with Maui and, and these other ones is Maui got a whole lot of press, right? We talked about that yeah. for a long time. Then it went real quiet. Well, with this thing over in Chile, there's hardly any press. I don't know any. You know, of course, we don't watch this in mainstream corporate media crap, but. Um, there, there's there's silence on it, right? It is silent now. Chile has the biggest lithium deposits. Thank you, music lover over here on Twitch. Oh, She's saying geez. that. So there you go. There you go. Oh man, it's um yeah, Ivan L. They cannot burn up 
the the whole world now, but they they can damage. You know, they listen. The last few years have been crazy with all the wildfires in the in the. Um, I want to put wildfires in quotes because a wildfire usually takes out take take, take you know is out in the woods in forests. These things are not that. These are in town. So let's well, not let's not call these things wildfires. These are in town, in neighborhoods, on streets. But magically, the streets look fine. <laughs> the light poles look fine. You know, some of the trees look fine. It's just the houses and the cars are destroyed. Well, if I remember correctly, too, I like to always bring up all the past ones because we, the PSYOP is so heavy. We can't keep up with it all. But don't forget, I think it was right around, I think right before COVID, uh, the scandemic, um, we had um, the horrible fires in Australia. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. And then when you looked at the path of the fires, it just so happens to be where they want to put a high-speed rail. Mm. And then California had the same thing where houses were burned in half, cars were burned in half, trees were burned in half. And that looks like exactly the plans of where they want to put a high-speed rail system. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than buy people out of their properties to, to, to expand these ideas, they have to just uh, – they're just going to torture them and make it look like it's a big uh, act of God uh, wildfire accident. So um, – Man, it's just it's just creepy what the, how uh, ruthless these people are. Then I saw a video earlier today to tie this in too. Um, now this is of course you got to be care- careful with what you see on the internet, of course. But uh, I was talking about the last reset in the late 1800s, where there was all the orphans that nobody can explain, and yeah. you know why was there so many orphanages orphanages back then? <laughs> and they said that every major city in the world had had uh, devastating fires, including the Chicago fire mm-hmm. during that time period. So this may be, if that's true, this, what we're looking at is um, uh, modus operandi for how they, how they conduct their, their resets. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's just as creepy as anything else, but just throwing that in the mix too. Oh, it is big time. You know, there, there's so much, I mean, from, from all the train derailments and the warehouse fires and the food production plants oh, and all those things that we we went through, you know, and let's not forget East, East Palestine, Ohio. You know, yeah. you know, the EPA yeah. does not want to look at that. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. And ironically, everybody in that town a month or two before all received a new smart uh, health monitoring watch as a pilot program uh, in East Palestine. And then a half an hour away as a, as a local uh, designated smart city. Yep. So uh, and then don't forget the movie that was made or the made for TV movie about East Palestine, Ohio, having a train derailment with toxic waste. Yeah, just months before, uh, months before. prior, or a year before, yeah, the summer before. Isn't that crazy? That's how it always works out, it seems like, right? Uh, it's funny, man. Jeez. Predictive programming at its best, you guys. This is uh, this is craziness. But, hey, it's something that we're living through, and it's something that we're going to have to deal with. But, uh, you know, Outcast, we talked um, a bit about some prep stuff last week with Marjorie. Marjorie Wildcraft, you guys, she was on Thursday with us. And we got into some prep things and some emergency stuff. Remember that outcast? And she was, it was oh, yeah. big about seeds. We we're talking about securing seeds and, um, you know, bartering with seeds and, and all these, you know, get your seeds is what we're saying. You know, start, start up in your preps and getting your survival stuff together because there's no better time to start than yesterday. Okay. And it's not too late. If you guys still want to start, that's fine. Just start now, but you can start a little bit every week, every month, whatever it is. But here's one thing that, you know, we've talked in the past on many episodes, Outcast, about different preps and, you know, everything from comms to, to backpacks to, um, you know, even keeping oil in, 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 in gasoline and things like that in your, in your garage or in your shop, whatever Silcott, it is. Uh, Silcott's keys. Yeah, Silcock keys. In case you need water, you can you have the uh, the secret Silcock 
uh, tool to get some water out of some of these buildings that still might be running water. You know, um, Jack Pine Savage, yeah, he says uh, Marjorie got me motivated. Um, he ordered seeds Thursday, and he's got them already. He just got his seeds yeah. tonight, and we saw a picture of that. Um, so, you know, that I believe that was from Rare Seeds. Now, they're not, you know, that's Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds. I think they're in... Uh, Oh, I believe they're in Wisconsin, but they're not a sponsor of us. But I've, I've, you know, I purchased seeds from them in the past. They have great catalogs. If you guys are interested, there's, I believe their website is like rareseeds.com, something like that. It's really good. But anyway, getting back to, I just want to throw in another little prep idea that I've never talked to you guys about, even though we've covered a ton of stuff over the last couple of years about prep stuff, right? And, um, this is one that I've been working on for a few months and it's, it's simple to me, but I never really, I don't know why I didn't talk about it outcast, but it's watch. Let's just go through. I'm going to switch over to the screen and this is what I call you guys. Um, oh, hang on. Wrong one. There it is. My horse. This is the horse, the apocalypse prepper bike, right? <laughs> That's just what I called it. Now for you guys watching right now, there's a, a picture, um, of this bike it's a it looks like a mountain bike and which it is it's a diamond back now i found this bike last when was it last spring okay now i called it horse because this this thing is tall for me right it's a tall bike so when i'm up up on it it's tall so you know i take me and my daughters we go we like to go out and ride and stuff and um whenever the wife wants to she comes out with us but uh, me and my daughters like to go travel around these dirt roads or trails or whatever it is to go through neighborhoods and all this stuff. But um, this is this bike. Yeah, I did find it, Hamhock. And let me tell you, it was at one of the job sites that that I work at um, from time to time. And I kept seeing this bike sitting there. Now, it was not in this good a shape. OK, this bike had no seat, no seat post. Um, the tires that were on it were were, were like, uh, you know, had holes and everything. They were what I they were flat. They were, they had no tread. They were worn out. So whoever had this bike, who just dumped it there at this job site, you know, I'd left it there for probably two months and nobody, this is through the winter time and into spring and nobody came, picked it up. It was underneath some shrubs and bushes and stuff. So, and finally it was in my way. So I, I grabbed it, threw it in the, in the trailer, brought it home. Now you see there's brand new tires on there. Check this out, Outcast. I've got these brand new tires from another customer of mine two years before. And they fit. <laughs> They're the exact same size, and they were brand well, new. So you I got lucky. I did big time. I put them, uh, you know, I put them in my shop, and I thought, you know, maybe at some point I'll put them on the, my current mountain bike, which is a little smaller than this. Um, but this this turned out so you know it, it fit. So I said, you know what, I'm going to put these on there. I'm going to clean it so it looks really good here. It had a rusty old horn on it, stuff. Um, tubes too. No, the the tubes that were in it. Um, I had a pair of tubes here in the shop, so I just threw new tubes in there. Um, now, the, see that bag? I put a bag on there, on the back. And what this bag does, it has two zippers on the sides, and it folds down and out. So they go all the way down, they, almost to the axle of that rear tire. So this is, the reason I call this thing a horse is because I want you guys to think about something. If you don't have a way to travel around, to get around if things ever go down and get bad you know your, your vehicle whatever it is you have to move in silence you have to move quietly say for example you got to go down there to the to the farmer who's got milk or you got to go down there to somebody who's got eggs for you or a, a battery whatever it is you have to get somewhere and you can't driving is not on on the table you can't drive right well 
I, that's why I grabbed this bike and I turned it into what I call the horse, which my, my daughters love it because, you know, it's so tall, for, even for them. You know, they're like, you know, you're going to ride the horse, which I haven't taken this on a long road trip yet, but I'm going to this, this spring. Um, so I'm turning this bike here into like a prepper bike, right? I'll keep my original um, mountain bike as, as the way it was. But this thing is awesome, man. I'm telling you, it's got these front shocks, makes a long ride a lot easier. That bag, I can throw all the supplies I need to, lighting, uh, security stuff, anything I have to put in there, Outcast, I can put in there. I bought a brand new seat, one of those real wide, cushiony, thick seats, you know, uh, what they call them, grandpa seats or whatever. I put one of those on there. Brand new seat post. Um, so the tires, uh, all in all, I've got about $40, $50 into this brand new, well, brand new to me prepper bike. I don't know how old it is. It's probably from early 2000s or whatever. But I just cleaned it all up. That's all elbow grease right there and some soap. That's all it was. It, this thing was a mess, you guys. Those handlebars were all rusty. I had to clean them up. But, hey, this is a perfect little bike in case of emergency. Well, if, if the predictive programming is correct and they do a power grid knockout like uh, the Obama movie, uh, Leave the World Behind, yeah, uh, bikes will probably be worth their weight in gold. Um, <laughs> nobody can get around. <laughs> I will tell you. If you want to put a little bit of money in your bike, it's not that much, but if you want to put a couple bucks in there, uh, there's a company called Schwalbe, and they make Kevlar tires. Oh, yeah, those run flats too, right? Yeah, well, these these are Kevlar, so okay. they won't puncture. Right. Uh, and they, it's also they're known for making the entire white wall uh, reflective. So uh, you don't need any uh, you know reflectors on your spokes or anything because the, the whole wheel is a reflector. <clears throat> well, sometimes um, you want to move in silence and in... You yeah. know, stealth too. So That's true. I, I try That's not true. to put any of that stuff on what I'm, you know, like, like this bike here, eventually I will just take off all that reflective stuff because I'm tr- with this bike. The key is to move without people re- seeing you or recognizing you. Now, if you want to see the, I wish I had a picture of it. The ultimate, uh, remember our, one of our early guests, uh, Greasy Dave. Yeah. Yep. He built out, well, he was, he built motor motorcycles, everything. He's just, he's a, he's a super handy guy, but he created the coolest apocalypse bike I've ever seen, dude. It, <laughs> it's an inspiration. My bike looks a lot like his because I was trying to capture it. Yeah. Uh, what he was, but man, oh, Dave made the coolest post-apocalypse bike you've ever seen. Military bags on it, everything. It's just, it's the coolest bike ever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just an idea. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's just an idea for people. Hamhock says, yeah, you need a good horseshoe locked so people don't get, so it doesn't get stolen. You know, yeah, there's just so much. Uh, yes, there is a quick release front wheel. Um, let me see. Uh, somebody said they have an electric bike, but I, I'm not going that way. I would have electric bike now, but in grid down stuff, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> Trojan horse, Hamhock says. Uh, what's going on, Trusty and Victoria Lee and Christopher David over there on uh pilled foxhole what's going on so outcast listen we we have a you know what's you have any final thoughts on this bike or this idea of having something like this um um you know i got a, i got a garage full of bikes myself i don't know how utilitarian all of them are some of them are, are vintage bikes and stuff but still uh it's always a good idea to have uh a back listen here here's the thing about being uh prepper minded it doesn't mean putting all your eggs in one basket it means being a little bit diversified yeah right so it's not like you know you got it's kind of like insurance. So if you don't have a bike in your garage, maybe you should have at least one. And you don't have to spend a ton, like you said, or you just keep a, an eye open. And somebody's usually got one for sale somewhere. Somebody sells used ones. I mean, don't you don't have to break the bank. Um, there is a company called 6SKU, and they sell really cool bikes for like 
250 bucks and they come to your house in a box and they're super easy to put together. Um, I think they're out of Portland or someplace like that. Um, if you don't want to spend a lot of money, cause you know, the bikes you can spend up, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, some of it's status. If you don't need the status, look up uh six SKU they're called. And, um, like I said, they'll 250 bucks, maybe 300 shipped. They're arrives at your house. You just plunk it together and you got a little handy bike. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that, that was my whole thing of bringing this up. It's just another option, you guys, to add something to your preps. At least think about this bike. I probably won't be riding around much because I have my other, um, you know, the the one I ride all the time is my um, the GT, the smaller one, my original one. Um, oh, okay. So, but this one is just just for the certain purpose of hey, I have to get to point A to point B, and I have to carry a lot of stuff. This bike is all set up for that. And it'll take more stuff. So, you know, just something for you guys to think about. Uh, you know, you might get in a situation where you can't have a car. You can't be making noise, you know, whatever it is. But you have to travel. Um, rivers, too. I mean, yeah, kayaks. I have a kayak. You know, there's a kayak in, in the shop over there. So just in case we have to travel quietly and get from point A to point B, there's rivers around here. You know, there's rivers and lakes all around here in Michigan. So we can get around and do do that kind of stuff. So just always think, you guys, there, there could be all kinds of different ways and Little sneaky things that could help you in a in emergency situation. So um, that's what I was getting at. So, all right, Outcast, let's get back over here because we have to get to our break and um, invite our guest on, Carrie Madej. She's in the green room right now, everybody. And um, before we do that, Outcast, I want you to bless the show tonight with one of your hedge uh, of protection prayers, please, if you will. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father. Elohim, Adonai, El Shaddai, wonderful counselor, Lord, we love you, Lord, because you loved us first. We thank you for pursuing us when we ran away from you. We thank you, Lord, for um, answering our prayers and um, showing us how to walk through the doors that you open for us. Um, We don't expect you to do everything for us, Lord, but we, we do ask for opportunities. Lord, we thank you for being with us through storms and pitfalls and challenges. Um, You never promised any of us that being a Christian was going to be easy. In fact, being a Christian, Lord, um, uh, warrants a certain level of persecution and rejection from even your loved ones. And um, But Lord, we know the prize. You are the prize, Lord, and, and, and the reward is in heaven. And we don't care what we lose here, Lord. We gladly give up our idols that we have here. All the things that we thought were important, Lord, we are ready to leave them behind for you. We know that the hour is approaching. It's getting near. People have been saying that a long time, but man, we can sense it, Lord. And we want to be counted as your remnant warriors ready to respond to your promptings when you tell us to move. Lord, uh, thank you for wisdom and discernment like we've never had before and uh, revelations like we've never had before. Please keep them coming. Lord, we thank you for your daily provision and we thank you for um protecting us as we travel in our vehicles daily and um, helping us to be efficient with our time. We thank you for the opportunity to, uh, for Jesse and I to do this podcast and, and uh, try to spread the word of Jesus Christ in our lives and the, and the profound things that you have done for us and help us to share it with other people. We thank you, Lord, for breaking our generational curses and strongholds of iniquities that have, that have um, kept us down and kept us in a dark state of mind. But you healed us, Lord, as the great physician. We thank you, Lord, for uh, giving us a heart of forgiveness. As you forgave, if you forgave us, you've taught us how to forgive others, Lord. And if there's anything in us that is impure or displeasing to you, please reveal it to us so we can begin working on it. 
Once again, we want to be ready for your for you when you return. We want to be your spotless bride. Uh, Lord, we thank you for um, healing our friends and family. You're answering prayers so quickly. We can tell that the evil ones, the, the enemy is on the march and moving profoundly. People are having demonic dreams and, and, um, and other encounters with people who are, seem like they're demon-possessed. But Lord, um, at the same time, we can see you moving powerfully, answering prayers quickly, more quickly than ever. So we know that as the enemy's side heats up, our side is heating up too. And we thank you for being our source of power and strength in this difficult uh, time that we're born into here. But we thank you for choosing us to be here in the now. You chose us before the foundation of the earth was even laid to be alive right now. So obviously that you, you think that uh, our spiritual beings are warriors to be alive here. So thank you for helping us to wake up, to realize who we are as your body, as the body of Christ, and uh, to not be afraid of this battle that's ahead of us, but know that we're anointed and that you've, if you've ordained our victory, then nothing can stop it. Lord, we thank you for uh, your hedge of protection around us and, and uh, foiling the plans of the evil ones who seek to uh, fashion weapons against us. We pray that anything uh, formed against us uh, will not prosper, but not only that, will backfire on those who seek to, to trip us up or give us um, grief in our life, Lord. Um, we know it can happen, um, but we know that you're with us too and that uh, uh, you are an endless source of, of power and strength and love, and you can conquer all through us, Lord. Lord, we ask that you anoint this episode. Uh, we, you anoint um, Carrie, Madej, Jesse, and myself. Uh, anoint every single word, every syllable that is spoken from our lips. Uh, anoint our thinking and may godly truth and powerful information that you've ordained be brought forth to our listeners so that they can be fed. We thank you for our discerning and wise listeners everywhere. Um, these people are uh, already thinkers. Uh, it's a lonely place to be when all of your friends are asleep and drooling over Super Bowls and Taylor Swift, yet here we are awake, seeing our friends stuck in the matrix, Lord. Um, it's hard, but you, would, you wouldn't have chosen us for this if you didn't know that we couldn't handle it. So help us to be bold, courageous um, in this battle and not discouraged by the fact that we can't wake people up all the time. Help us to, to be fishermen. We're looking for those people out there that just need a little bit of information to wake up and help us to be patient while we look for those people. Give us discernment so we don't waste our time and energy on people who refuse or cannot hear. Um, but Lord, uh, bless this episode. Bless everything that we do and say in it. I want to say a special prayer tonight. For some reason, this is on my mind. Um, for anybody out there, any of our listeners who has been, uh, uh, who has suffered from uh, physical or emotional or sexual abuse in their families, Lord, I pray that you will heal uh, the pain and the trauma that they've carried with them in their whole lives, uh, throughout their lives, Lord. And I pray that you'll take that rebellious spirit that they have towards you because they were, uh, their trust was defiled by a loved one and it has damaged their ability to connect with you. Lord, I pray that you'll wash the peace of the Holy Spirit over them, the peace that transcends all understanding, and set them free of that anger and that disappointment. Um, set them free, Lord, and give them a heart of forgiveness and joy so that they can go forth and lift other people out of the muck and the mire of despair that is caused by abuse. Um, so, Lord, and we also pray for all of our, our listeners. We have regular listeners. Lord, everybody's going through different difficult things. Uh, Greasy Dave, our contributor uh, from early on, Dave uh, is recovering from a stroke. Continue to heal him and keep him uh, encouraged in his healing from the stroke, Lord. Uh, Pastor Eric King has a, had a surprise surgery this week. He um, uh, some type of gout, severe gout hit him in his hip and he leaves in about a week for his uh, his mission trip in Africa. So heal him and restore him, Lord, so he is ready for Africa. Him and his wife, um, uh, 
uh, Belinda. And Lord, we pray for Hamhock and Ivanel's uh, mother, who is in the hosp- in and out of the hospital with heart issues. Lord, this is a stressful time for everyone. I pray that you'll give them the strength and the courage and the wisdom and the discernment that they need to deal with the medical system to get their her, their mother the proper care she needs that also maintains her dignity. Uh, Lord, we we pray for um, the Lazowski family. Lord, we pray that you'll continue to work miracles in their lives and create provision where they need money for the uh, medical care for their daughter. Um, We pray for Monster Mike, whose wife has a shoulder issue and his father has dementia. Lord, we pray that you will help them all feel blessed in the battle. They'll know that they're in a battle, Lord, but we pray that they'll feel equipped through your love to handle that battle. Uh, Anyone else that I'm forgetting off the top of my head here, Lord, I pray that you will just speak into the lives of anyone listening. Um, I ask all these things in the holy, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, Thank you for for his sacrifice on the cross, Lord, and his shed blood that that reconnected us with you and reconciled us with you, Lord. Um, Thank you for caring for us and to pursue us and bring us back into the family and graft us into the the holy family. I, I say all these things in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you. Yes, for sure. Needed that coverage right there. It's okay. Amen. Amen to that. Everybody's digging it. So listen, you guys, we're going to go on a quick break right now. Uh, Please, if you're watching on Rumble, please hit that like button. That's going to help us in all the algorithms. All right. Everybody else, if you're enjoying what you're you're seeing, uh, please contribute any way you want. You know, get in there and and, and I'm sure you're going to have a lot of stuff when when Carrie comes up. So uh, we'll be right back, you guys, after this. This is Dangerous Info Podcast. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Good morning. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a Taylor Swift is not a psyop. 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 This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. There's major farmer revolts happening all across Europe, and rightfully so. Keep the globalists from taking control of our food but the people I hang out with we're all doing something about it I met Utah beef producers it's a new slaughterhouse being built in Richfield Utah so that we can help you connect with beef that's not given any mRNA raised by American ranchers here throughout the Utah and surrounding areas and uh, we're gonna get it right to you and your doorstep when we open in April we will be able to ensure that our customers know that the meat they're eating was raised humanely and it will only serve to provide them and their family good health. If you're just hearing about us, we'd love for you to follow Utah Beef Producers and see our progress. Do you want to be a sponsor of the Danger Simple Podcast? It's quick and easy to do, fellow patriots. Simply go to subscribestar.com, buzzsprout.com, or any other support choices listed in the description of this episode and join us today. We aren't beholden to mainstream media narratives because we aren't mainstream media. If that's important to you, then we need your support to continue to grow and spread the message of free speech and the truth. We are just one small show out here competing with these globalist-funded, script-reading shit shows. We aren't down with dystopian nonsense. We're down with freedom-loving, liberty-seeking patriots like yourselves. We are the Dangerous Info Podcast. Please join us today. 
Stay dangerous, my patriot friends. Stay dangerous. you guys tonight we welcome back to our dangerous friend our dangerous family carrie midday from episode 100 originally from dearborn michigan carrie received her medical degree from kansas city university of medical biosciences in 2001 she's currently dedicates her time educating others on vaccines nanotechnology and human rights via multiple platforms and speaking engagements just like this Lately, Carrie's been talking about water, quantum physics, and the science that they don't teach in schools and relating it to the Bible. Can't wait to hear about that. Also, are we all being poisoned by everything we consumed? Everything from poison in the sky, the food, water, frequencies, media, government education, and things like glyphosate, heavy metals, toxins, all of which create cellular breakdown via chemical and radiation damage. Well, tonight we're going to learn together about some of the ways to avoid and heal from this assault, toxic assault on humanity. I want, I want you guys to visit Carrie's website at www.carriemaday.com. Carrie, how are you doing there tonight? I'm doing great. Welcome Happy to the show. <laughs> Happy to be back with you guys, fellow Michiganders. Yeah, good to have you back and Happy New Year and all that stuff. I know you were in town. Um, for you know somewhere around christmas time and and uh, d- d- you know yeah. so welcome yeah how's everything going with you now um you know as well can be expected uh definitely we all get attacks in different ways but uh finding my solace in the bible and the word and of course when the body of christ more and more of us are joining together and that's our our superpower isn't it oh yeah what do you think about that uh, uh, that that prayer from outcast Tell you, he's got the most fire uh, podcast prayers in the game. <laughs> I, I love it, and they are powerful. The prayers of the righteous cover a multitude, so we need to mm. remember that the word is one of the weapons uh, in Ephesians six. Yeah, excellent. Well, Amen. Outcast, what do you have for Carrie tonight? Outcast, any questions, Carrie? It's good to see you. Thanks for uh, coming back on with us. You know, it's uh, I'm always amazed at the uh, the caliber and the quality of people that want to come onto our podcast. You included. You're in that company, um, and you don't ask for anything from us. You don't ask for payment. You just want to be heard, and that to me is a um, uh, a very telling sign of your integrity. Um, it's not, you know, it's it just comes down to. I mean, you've nothing, but by by being an anti vaxxer let's say during COVID, right, among other things. You had everything to lose and nothing to gain. Therefore, you had my attention. Okay. Coming onto our podcast and any other podcast where you're not asking for payment, you come on because you want to share information and knowledge. You have nothing to gain. Okay. Everything to lose. You have my attention. So, and and our listeners as well. So you are an elite category of people who are sacrificing everything for the sake of of truth, uh, for the sake of what you believe in, uh, for biblical truth and to wake up your brethren. And we are so grateful to have you. Thank you for coming on again. Well, thank you. I'm humbled by your words. I don't know how to be any other way. So I was kind of born this way. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Excellent. Well, you know, reading that description that I put out there and, you know, lately you've been talking about the water and the quantum physics and all that, but um, in particular, you had this science that they don't teach in schools and relating to the Bible. 
we'll probably get there because that's that's really got me um thinking about stuff you know i mentioned that to outcast earlier but carrie welcome to the show and you know where do you want to start i mean the first thing we can talk about is water everybody needs water right i mean i'm sitting here on a well nobody can get to my well except for me uh and if you want to try you can try but let's see what happens you know (laughs) so yeah look we can start with water water is one of my favorite topics it's actually one of the three witnesses on earth in the bible it's water the blood and the spirit and water is life. Uh, water is amazing. Um, it's. I'm going to go into a little bit of the quantum physics right now because it's important with water. So most people are taught in school that water has three phases. Um, we have ice, okay? And then once you heat it up and it gets a little more frequency, higher frequency energy, it goes to liquid water. And you heat it up more, a little more frequency, it goes to steam, which is like a gas, okay? But we have a fourth state they didn't want to tell us about. And that fourth state, as you heat, let's say you heat it up more, but you apply more energy, it becomes uh, these ionized, electrified uh, kind of a plasma. It's called plasma. So if we're mostly water, all life is water, that means all four states can happen. So this is really important to know because water is fascinating. It does not apply to the rules of this earth that it should. It boils when it shouldn't. It freezes when it shouldn't. And also it forms different crystalline structures depending on where it came from. It holds memory. It holds information. So that means it can give information. And then also um, Dr. Masuru Emoto's work showed that the crystalline structure will change if you pray over the water or if you put a certain word on the bottle of water. You know, of course, love and and beautiful words will give this beautiful crystalline structure. And if you say something awful like I hate you, you're disgusting, it'll make a distorted, not even a structure. And structure equals function, meaning the structure will then uh, will then dictate what the function does um, of that water or in, in our bodies. So that means we can change the crystalline structure of our bodies by our words and our thoughts. We can change a crystalline structure to something else through prayer, meditation, right? Or the awful things we say too. Um, and, you know, in second grade in Dearborn, I went to public schools in Dearborn, Hague Elementary, Miss Binder. I remember this woman's name in second grade. So she had us do an experiment. This, this kind of goes into water of seedlings. OK, so we had two groups of seedlings and she told us, OK, kids, all the water's the same. The sunlight's the same. But on this group of seedlings, I want you to say the worst things ever. Think about something that makes you mad and just say it to these seedlings other one, we'd said the most beautiful things. You're going to make it. You're smart. God loves you. And so 30 days go by. And I remember this moment because Miss Binder said, I never thought this was going to work. The two groups of seedlings were vastly different. One was just beautiful. The one that we said gorgeous things to. And the other one had little brown wilted leaves from just children saying certain words with intention. Okay. But this, it, what is this doing? It's actually working on the the water level. So again, I want to remind people of, first of all, the power of us, power of our words, the power of intention, and that we need to be really careful about how we're using our words, our intention. And that goes back into the Bible about God spoke us into existence. and, And he says, we are made in his image. So therefore we have these creative abilities with him. We're co-creating. So very important that we remember this, Um, but water. So 
I studied water for about 10 years while I was in Georgia, trying to figure out what makes people sick in my clinic. And I was horrified to find out what they're doing with water. And in my opinion, I believe that water is the main way they try to hurt us and poison us through through probably even uh, thousands of years, right? It's the easiest, fastest way to this day. In fact, um, a bunch of people in this little area that I'm living in, they're getting all these GI issues. And I noticed in the water here, um, if you look at water that sits like in a toilet bowl, there's a little orangish, little little slight orangish color on the rim. Mm-hmm. That's called Horatia marcens. Oh, that is an evil little bacteria. It has a slime, a biofilm, and you will get horrific GI issues, fatigue, um, kidney uh, issues, joint issues, and it'll come and go and you won't even know why is this happening. It'll be the mystery illness, right? Wow. So that's purposely put in the water. It's not killed by chlorine, but- I happen to have this right here. Chlorine dioxide, guys, everybody should have this. Can you see this? Oh. Tilt it a little I'm... bit for the glare. But yeah, chlorine dioxide, we we know all about that stuff. And yeah, yeah so that's... You probably tell your listeners about that. Okay. So that should break through the biofilm, okay? So highly recommend everybody should have this as um, a mainstay in their home um, because serratia marcens is just one of the many of the pathogens they put in the water that you think your water is safe. And let's say you're doing reverse osmosis filtration. This stuff can sometimes get through it, Mm. believe it or not. Yeah. So I have a distiller. Um, it's only like $120 and I recommend, I also have a distiller that doesn't use electricity. You can just heat it, um, with some fire, let's say. Mm -hmm. So this will take out just about any impurity because of this, uh, these toxins that are going in the water. So this is a good way for you to check your water that in your well water, because I've told people, at least in Georgia, my people in well water were sometimes my sickest patients. And that's because they were doing, um, Ill, not, they weren't illegal. They're doing fracking here and fracking. They're going into the aquifers, the really deep water sources that people would get their well water from. Mm-hmm. And so they would, when they're fracking, they take poisoned water that melts the earth and nobody even knows what's inside this poison. So then they have all this extra poison water left over. Well, these idiots just put it right back into the aquifers because if they do it under the guise of testing, at least in, in Georgia, there is a law saying they don't even have to tell the EPA what they're doing because they're just testing. It's not actually, uh, you know, form. they're not formally doing it in the area. But meanwhile, they're poisoning everybody. Mm. So this is what I found is that even the people that were getting well water, at least in this state, um, they were getting contaminated water. So this is where I, I told people, clean your own water, clean your own water, clean your own water. And then if you're not sure... Just look at how your your distilled water comes out. You'll see a residue on the bottom. If there's really almost no residue, your water's pretty good. If you're seeing residue there, like I'm seeing residue in my water, it's horrible. There's a lot of stuff in there, but I'm doing fine because I just distilled my water. So again, there's a kind you can get where you're just heating it up. Um, it's kind of like distilling what moonshine, but you're just distilling the water. You don't have to have anything that fancy, though. These are more simple. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can get one that's a tabletop one for $120. So highly recommend that. Water is the number one way they get us sick. So you clean your own water. You're already way ahead of the game with that. Um, and just remember, water is life. Water is amazing. And we are made of water, right? So just make sure you take care of that. Also with water, um, we, you know, we not want to talk about chemtrails. So what they put in the chemtrails 
is frightening. I'll tell you that. Let me, I just brought this, I printed this just to remind myself of the garbage they have in there. Arsenic, molds, barium, calcium, cadmium, chromium, uh, just very, a bunch of pathogenic bacteria, um, some red blood cells. Yeah, that's great. Strontium. Molds. Yeah, strontium, these polymer fibers, which are, you know, more than nanotechnology, a radioactive thorium, why not? Uh, Serratia, just like I was telling you about going into the rainwater, Um, uranium, um, fluoride, you know, this is insane. But good thing is they need a water droplet to be a carrier, meaning it can't really affect you unless it's attached to a water droplet. So um, there's been a ton of rain around here and everybody got mold symptoms in their body. Well, an easy way to bypass that, no matter what's going on, is to get a portable dehumidifier, like a $250, $300 one, Home Depot. Put it wherever you're sleeping is the most important area. So where you're sleeping or the bathroom that's attached, have it running all the time or at least set so that the humidity is less than 50%. And it'll kick on whenever it needs to. And you want to see the amount of water that's accumulating. If it's accumulating so much water, you can barely keep up with dumping it. You need more than one. But anyway, when you keep that humidity down, all this crap that, you know, I just read off, you won't be inhaling that. Actually, your whole health can change just with that. So if you have a moldy home, you might need more than one. I like to see what's going on, just like the water that you're distilling. I want to see what, what's in there. So I like that distilling process. So I can look at it. And I also like the portable dehumidifier so I can see what the heck, how much water that it's accumulating. So these are some easier, not so expensive ways and people's health improve dramatic, dramatically with that. Um, and I can say that, yeah, they try to kill us like cockroaches, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Our food and water spray us, the frequencies that they put out on everybody. So true. Outcast, what do you have? Um, do you know anything about Kinetico water filtration systems by chance? Kinetico? I don't know about that. I can look it up though. Okay. Just that. curious. I just wondered if that, I, that's, that's the one I have my, uh, Jesse and I go to the same holistic doctor. And when I asked me, that's what he told me to get. It's a five stage water filtration system. You know, it's funny you say about the um, uh, well water, you know, they, they got you anyway coming or going because like my in-laws are on a well. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that that's better than city water. But then I've been hearing about these underground plumes, as they call them, which I was thinking about fracking, but that, that like there's runoff from, you know, people's yard chemicals, all kinds of stuff. It does work its way into the soil. And these there's like almost like toxic plumes that move across the under underground water table. And you can tap into that. And sometimes your water isn't consistent. I noticed with my in-laws, they've got some crazy weird minerals and stuff going on with their well water. And it just, it makes, put it puts my my high alert up a little bit. It makes me worried because you don't know you could be on a good spring. You could not be on a good spring. You know what I mean? It's just, it, there's a lot of variables there. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. And well, when they used to have the Google maps, you could really zoom in. I saw some unbelievable things and now they make them. So you can't really tell what's going on. I used to do that. And also look at the EPA, um, do some keyword searches wherever you're living and uh, you'll probably still find some information out, but they're really hiding that as well. So on my patients, I would find that 99.9% of the time, it's just environmental. It's not genetic. It's not your aunt gave you something through the genes. It's, it's simply 
what happened when you're growing up, especially when you're a kid. I look um, at the EPA and I used to look at the Google Maps for that. And then, of course, you know, where you're living currently. So radon is um, an issue occasionally. And that radon map can move depending on what's happening in the area. Um, and then of course, you know, looking at the water too, but again, you know, it gets so overwhelming, you guys. And if you look at it, it's depressing because I mean, yeah. the amount of points we take in is astronomical. So it just shows that we are definitely not just biological beings. We are more than that. This goes into the quantum, but thank God for that and how he created us because here we stand. We may, may not feel good all the time, but we're still standing yep. and we're finding out what's happening and what we can do to, to protect ourselves. But, you know, um, um, talking about the, the radon and all that you just mentioned, we just, <clears throat> about every 10 years I, we test here at my house. I, we just did a radon test. <clears throat> what is it? December. Yeah. We did a radon test again in December, came back all clean and clear. You can do that. You guys in your, uh, with your County, get the test, take it back to the County. You can do it third party too. You can have other, other, uh, testers of your water. We tested our well. I did that. What? Every 10 years when we bought it, then 10 years and then 10 years again. So, so far, Everything's staying good and clean here. So, um, you know, but, you know, we have like a 200 foot deep well. So it's deeper than most uh, average things. I mean, I know some people have five to 700 foot wells, but um, I guess it all depends on where you live. You can control or at least test your water, you guys, wherever you're at. Uh, take advantage of that stuff. They're cheap tests, you know, 16, 20 bucks. They're not, they're, they're not bad to do. Um, at least it gives you a little peace of mind. Cause I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand being dependent on water, you know, municipal water or water from a plastic, you know, jug water bottle. I, I, I that would drive me nuts. I can't do that. No, no. People should learn how to clean their own water. It's the number one thing I tell people. I bug them about it all the time until they finally do something about it. Cause they get sick of hearing me. Um, but I also want to say that um, let me get into. I want to remember. I have to remember to tell people this. So I know this is kind of a little bit off topic, but tobacco. Yeah. So tobacco is a big deal. So if you look up some of these uh, nefarious characters that have been around even recently in the vaccine, um, uh, if I say his name, he'll sue me. He's been suing a lot of people, so I have to omit his name because I don't want to get sued. But anyway, in the tobacco industry, they've been synthesizing tobacco. Very interest, very important for everyone to know this. And so there's something called the Blue Angel Project. It's a DARPA project. And there, it, this is an umbrella term for a lot of different things underneath it. But in the Blue Angel Project, they've been taking these tobacco plants and they can, within days, they claim, they, can, uh, they are humanizing these plants. So what they're producing are um, the vaccine ingredients, whatever these particles are. So think about this. Why do you think that in the vaping industry, you've probably heard this, some of these people just occasionally will get just fulminant lung and they're, they're, they're young kids and they'll shut down in the ICU and they die. And it'll be here and there, be sporadic. And so what we think is that they're testing and tuning some of these particles, these synthetic tobacco in some of these vapes. And so also this can be airborne, right? And so I just want to warn people, you know, get organic, natural, non-GMO tobacco. And actually, the interesting thing is there's so many medicinal things about tobacco. Three times I've ordered tobacco seeds, and all three times they just somehow don't ever get to me. Wow. They just get in the mail. So tobacco seeds, organic, non-GMO, highly recommend. They have a million different uh, medicinal uh, 
reasons to use them. And so for anyone that's a smoker, just know that please do not um, use anything that's synthetic like this. This is one of their main ways because they always said they wanted to aerosolize our vaccines. I feel like this is one of the ways they could do it. Um, so that's, that's my one thing. I wanted to make sure I put that out there with everyone because it's very important that they're doing it. And it goes to the radon because the number one cause of lung cancer is radon, not tobacco, by the way, not smoke. You know, bringing that up now, okay. So I think we've talked about this on the show. My grandpa, Carrie, he used to, uh, he he used to have these huge tobacco uh, leaves. Um, and he would dry them. I remember in the back room, he would hang out, you know, rows of these giant tobacco leaves. I don't know where he would get them from, but I used to like going in the room and smelling it and he would dry them all out. And then he would, you know, eventually he would take those and mash them up and put them in his pipe. And he'd sit back there with this big wooden pipe. It, it was the coolest thing. And he's with this lighter, just smoking and puffing on a pipe and playing his guitar. <laughs> that was awesome. Right. And Michigan? oh yeah. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, from, he's from Puerto Rico, but he worked in the Pontiac plant right there. And, but you know, uh-huh. long, long days, long, you know, seven hour or seven, uh, seven days a week, 12 hour days, you know, and he would enjoy that pipe and that tobacco. And he lived all the way up almost to 90, um, with really no, no health issues at all ever. Um, but he was getting that tobacco that was not this modern day tobacco. He, I don't know where he was finding it from. He was, it was these, it was actual plants that somebody was growing. This is before the days of GMO and, you know, and all that stuff. This is, I'm talking back in the seventies, eighties. And I, I imagine now looking back, that was probably, um, just what organic was. It was just a regular, you know, what, what an apple used to be today is called organic, right? It's crazy what they've done to our terminology. But, um, then I go back to, to the whole, scamdemic days, you know, of 21, 20, 21, 22 and all that. Remember when they were telling people, Hey, you got to stop smoking. You got to stop smoking during all that. It turns out that I remember the smokers were the ones nicotine, nicotine. It wasn't hitting them. (laughs) Right. Yep. Isn't that crazy? So if you know, if you know anything about that, why don't you enlighten us a little bit? um, I have some family members that smoke a lot. We're talking a lot. <laughs> and, you know, they should have been the ones that got the worst of the COVID or hospitalized, but they weren't. That's interesting, isn't it? I noticed that from the beginning. Um, but anyway, the nicotinic receptors, which are everywhere in our body, um, they're the ones where the this spike protein, this poison, this toxin goes onto. And I do believe that there's no such virus out there. It was only a poison to begin with. Everyone's just getting poisoned. So anyhow, the poison goes to these, these nicotinic receptors. Well, if you have nicotine in your body, they take those uh, receptor sites up so there's no room for the spike protein to stick to. Mm. And so, um, you know, Dr. Brian Artis has talking, talked about this before, and I've used it when, you know, just feeling just, well, I feel like, you know, I've been around shedding people, you know, that's, you probably just feel awful, down, tired, you know, your stomach can get bloated. Uh, just achy brain fog. These are symptoms of being around shedding. Okay. This toxin. So you can take a nicotine patch. I don't really recommend the gum. There is a brand called rugby R U G B Y. I don't like Amazon, but it's on Amazon. Maybe you can find it a different way, but that's a good one to get. 
anyway, you can cut them up into pieces, uh, maybe around four milligrams. Um, or if you're feeling pretty bad, get the 14 milligram and cut them in half and you stick it on like your shoulder or something like that for 24 hours. And if there's an issue with the spike protein, with the toxin, you'll see within a day, all of a sudden, like, oh, I feel more energy and I don't feel my brain fog is going away and, or maybe my stomach is getting a little flatter. Another thing for this kind of, this toxin uh, is activated charcoal. You can get them super cheap anywhere. It doesn't, no special brand, like four bucks a bottle. Um, Take four capsules twice a day until you're feeling better. So I highly recommend that. Um, and also detox baths. So, you know, I'm always telling people that is the, my mainstay. On my webpage, there's a free downloadable resource on how to put make the detox baths up. There are a couple different ways to do that. Yep. So that's another good way. And um, even little kids can do that, but just, you know, half or quarter of the dose for a kid. Right. And you guys, I, I advise you guys to go over there to her website, carrymaday.com. It's it's a great website. A lot of information. It's full, chock full of everything you guys need. All right. Go over there and check that out. Uh, over here on Pilled Foxholes says, uh, trusty turnip says, I love Dr. Carrie. <clears throat> we don't call her doctor anymore. <clears throat> Saw her speak in Tampa in 2020. <laughs> so you were, you were busy on those tours back then. And oh, um, yeah. Jesse, don't, yeah. don't forget to give her a shout out from, um, uh, Marjorie. Oh yeah. The Carrie, we had Mar- Marjorie Wildcraft was on last week. She comes on once a month, you know, and yeah. uh, she, she said to well, say hi. Yeah. She was on Thursday with us. So, um, yeah. she wanted to say hi to her and, uh, I think she's trying to get back there to, uh, Anarchapulco. So, um, yeah. she's, she's concerned though, that this might be the last one that there is going to be. Well, because I, of I chaos. To big, these big conferences, I have to be very careful. I mean, the, when I went there, I got deathly ill. There's a whole thing that happened there with a bunch of us that were speakers and my, my slides were somehow uh, removed the most important ones, you know, so things happen on these, these tours are not just, Oh, Hey, we're just going to go speak. Yeah. So uh, for me, yeah, I, I I know they try to make them really um, safe there, but yeah. So she's got great stuff to share though. Oh yeah. Big time. Yep. Um, Okay. So, while we're talking about other people and adding things to the show, you are, I think everybody already knows this. You're part of the five docs. You guys know what the five docs are, correct? Will you give them a little brief thing of the five docs and what you guys do? Yeah, this is Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Christian Northrup, Larry Pilevsky, Lee Merritt, myself, and we're all quite different. We come from all different kinds of backgrounds. We definitely have different uh, ways of presenting things. Yep. And so we get together and we speak once a month, but we're also having something called a boot camp coming up, um, uh, see, late April, May. And what we're going to do is each one of us presents a topic. And of course, mine is uh, going to be on the setting the record straight, the truth about spirituality, you know, the myths that are out there and what do we know about it? Um, what is, what is, and I like to bring in the quantum part of this, the, mm. which explains a lot. And yeah. once you understand quantum physics, the Bible just is illuminated for you in such a way. And there is just even a closer connection with our father, the Holy spirit and our savior. And it also opens up about us, you know, about who and what we are. And it's not that I'm an expert on it, but it certainly explains uh, a lot of things. And um, it also uh, tells us about our superpower, really. And it goes when I'm talking about the uh, 
fourth stage state of matter, the plasma, because our heart literally makes this energy. It's a hundred thousand times more powerful electrically than the brain and 5,000 times uh, more powerful magnetically than the brain. So this electromagnetic energy is measurable. So this is not made up in my head. Um, You can measure it with many different um, instruments. So the average person, it goes out six feet, but if you are really connected with God and you're being in a prayerful moment, those people are so powerful that we have no instrument that can measure that that length of the uh, electromagnetic force that comes from them. They, we can't measure it. It's so powerful. Isn't it amazing? Yep. Imagine a dozen people getting together like that. And so what's so special about it? Well, in a love frequency is the highest and most powerful frequency. That plasma is the same that is out holding the planets together. And there are planets, guys, okay? Um, <laughs> so this is what holds celestial art or, uh, objects in their spots, not gravity. You know, it's 10 to the 36 times more powerful than gravity is this force that comes from our heart. I mean, think about that. So this is why miracles happen. This is what makes us us. This is what, you know, connects us with our creator. This is our superpower. That's that the put on the breastplate of righteousness. It's literal. It's a plasma force. There's no way anything's coming into that. This is the you know, the power that people have, like a, a little tiny housewife, she sees her kid under the car about to get run over, she could pick up the car. Yep. You know, these are these are real events. This is what a lot of us is probably have some things we could uh, give examples of in our life. So we have to understand who and what we are and also know what the enemy is doing because they're doing things to us or attempting to do things through us with these vaccines in the quantum field. And then people need to know about space-time. Time is relative. Time is malleable. Time is different depending on where you go. So you can get into all different things about that. Um, but also in space, I talked about this plasma that's out there in space. It's not truly empty. It's If you can imagine having like this gooey like gel that you can just manipulate like this. That's kind of like plasma. So imagine like God says, he stretches out the heavens. He can shake things out. He can roll it up. So that's true. So space can actually be stretched and bent and folded. Hmm. That a portal or a wormhole. Okay. Portal. You said the word portal. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. These are real. We need to know that they happen and then also be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves and know how it's trying to be used against us. So. Wow. She said a lot there, Outcast. What what, did you get take from that? Well, I just want to think out loud and get her take on it, but um, how I've been wording it lately, and I've even said this on the show before. So if anybody's hearing this again, I apologize, but um, I I frequently will mention how this we're stuck in some kind of a three-dimensional plane uh, and you've got the, these dark demonic entities that are trying to pull us off our task and, and angelic hosts that are trying to assist us in staying on task, regardless of how you look at it, how important are we? And I, you know, I'm taking what you're saying and applying it in that, are we like a battery and the dark forces need to suck off that they're trying to take from it. Is that kind of what you're saying here? We are the only creation of all creations that are created in the image of our divine father, only us. And so we just don't know who and what we are collectively. 
And once you get that, it is a humbling thought. We are creating his image. They are insanely jealous of us, okay? Like a psychopathic jealousy. Um, And they need that. They want that divine spark. In my opinion, what is happening right now is the attempt of the demonic realm, the lower realms. First of all, they're trying to burst in through the CERN, the the super uh the super collider with the, the proton yeah. yeah so they're trying to burst into our dimensions anything from a higher dimension does not need to burst into our dimension only you know the ones of the lower realm this is a stupid thing but also they know that the judgment day is coming the, every word in the bible is true and so in my opinion they're attempting to make a time loop and a time loop is possible and cap, they can't be in a time loop by themselves. That's their hell, right? Which that's going to happen in the end. They want to capture us in the time loop because we have the divine spark. We have that. We have the life force in us. And that's what they want. And um, there's many reasons why they attack the children. Um, but uh, it, it's because it's the biggest life force. So they feed off of fear and panic, but it's not just feed. People need to realize when we are in fear and panic, we lower ourselves from that elevated state where our father is down to their realm. Okay. So then we walk with them. They literally cannot touch you once you get yourself elevated back to the kingdom of God, which is that love frequency. That's that joy. This is fruits of the spirit. This is where the mental battle and believe me, that mental battle is hard. It is not easy because I go back and forth and this is where we need each other to build each other up because that is the battlefield. But if we can keep ourselves where that plasma, it's, it's a physical thing, but it's also the feeling, it's mental, it's spiritual, it's it's everything, right? That is when you literally walk in the kingdom of God. They can't touch you. They can't touch us, but they can touch you when we get fooled and tricked down to that, those fear levels and then into their realms, but they are trying to make a time loop and they capture us in there. Um, that is, I'm very uh, definite that that is their, their goal. And that's what they're trying to do. So this is why we need to understand about portals, wormholes, manipulation of time, these kinds of things, because we can't just be ignorant of them and think, Oh, it's not, it's not going to you know, affect me. We do have to understand it in some sense. You may not have to know all the details, but understand that this, um, this has been happening for some time now. You know, you're, um, well, go ahead. I'll guess. And I'll ask after you. Uh, oh, no, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, Carrie, you're, you're talking our game now. Cause you're, you're talking about, you're, you're just on the edge talking about Nephilim and all these things. <laughs> And the fallen angels and demons and all these things. You're 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 right about there. Next week we're having Gary Wayne on. You know Gary Wayne, I'm sure. You're bringing up a lot of things that we have delved into uh, since you were here last. You know, talking about all these things and uh, it's 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 as as normies start wrapping their mind around how big this thing is and what you're talking about, right? And how everything is related. Um, it's, it's mind blowing when it happens, when you realize, wow, this is all connected. Everything's connected. All connected. You're right. And we live in 10 dimensions. Do you know, Nachmanides was a rabbi, a 13th century rabbi sage. And he actually said, we've got 10 dimensions. I know this because in the book of Genesis, there are 10 times where it says, God says, and he also did some gematria, um, and he also said in the 10 dimensions, there's four that are knowable and six that are not knowable. 
do you know that it was just recently that they said, yeah, we've got 10 dimensions, four that are knowable and six that are not knowable. This guy figured it out from the scripture way back then. I mean, it's it's amazing how, how accurate that is. But um, so we have to understand that there are four that we are knowable, but and as you enter another dimension in, the rules change, okay? So what you're taught in school, let me give a, a quick um, example. So triangles, right? I was taught in school, you're probably taught in school, all the angles of the triangle add up to 180 degrees. Always will, always will. But what if someone told you, go into this really big, big field out there, really big field, and there's a big triangle. I want you to measure those angles and come back to me. And you come back and it's like, oh my gosh, it's 100 and it was like 200 degrees, right? It's not 180. Well, are you wrong? No, you're not wrong because there's curvature that you took into consideration. So now, so what happened is you entered another dimension. There's a one more dimension you were measuring. So it's curvature. So now the rules change. This is what I'm just trying to explain. So what you can't, what you think is um, in your 2D world, most people are in 2D, they're not even in 3D is you have to get open your mind because as another dimension is added, then the rules change. So this is why we're talking about portals. This is why angels and demons are real. This is why they could actually enter our dimension because as each dimension enters, the rules change. Does that make sense? If something I say does not make sense, please interrupt me and say. No, uh, that's, that's great. It makes sense. That's great. I, I am not a, a quantum physics uh, type person. I'm not versed in it, but uh, I'm reminded of a lecture. There's many lectures, of course, from Chuck Missler, but uh, one that I caught where he was talking about the the famous Salvador Dali, Dali painting of Christ on the cross, where he, it's like a a box cross. It's like, and, and, and Chuck, Chuck says that is, he goes, I don't know if Dali knew something or if it was a, it was a, a, a lucky break, but that cross is a perfect example of Christ hanging over the dimensions. That cross yeah. is multi-dimensional and it, it and i don't know I, I have a i have a print of that that i found uh, a, f- a friend of mine actually gave it to me it's hanging in my house and i always liked it because when i was a kid i thought dolly was interesting most young people do and then um but now i look at it totally different i mean i, I wish i understood physics even better i think it could even have another depth of appreciation for it but every time i look at it i'm like that represents what i'm i can sense in my spiritual that there is there is an ongoing war around us. There's multi, it's multifaceted. It does not know time. Uh, time is irrelevant to God. It, it, it's, I don't know. It just fascinates me. I'm not well-versed in it, but I, I just, I, if anybody is not familiar, go to Google or whatever your search engine is and look up the cell. He did two different paintings of Christ on the cross that I'm, I'm aware of off the top of my head. But one is Christ. He's floating above a, four, a, a multidimensional cross. So uh, yeah. if you see, if you know that painting, take a look at it and, it, and, and marvel at it because, uh, it's exactly what you're talking about. All these dimensions and how these cubes and everything kind of, you know, uh, insinuate there's way more than we can comprehend going on. It's funny because all the, you know, Stephen Hawking's, uh, not a fan of course, but he, he even, he said, oh, there's at least 12 or 14 dimensions and, and, and yet he wants to deny that there is a potential for a higher power. I, it's so comical to me. It's like, He's saying things that support our faith, yet he can't see it. I think he he was choosing not to, um, because it takes more faith to not believe than it does to believe. So, sorry, Carrie, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent. Oh, I no, that. I love that. I think that's called a tesseract that you're um, describing with that Thank kind you. of cross yeah. tesseract. But who knows if Stephen Hawking is Stephen Hawking talking? It was just a voice box, you guys. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Like, and then how do we know Elon Musk is Elon Musk or Bill Gates is Bill Gates or Taylor's? I don't know. I mean. 
we have to understand that they're lying to us about everything. Yep. So I just don't even believe any of that garbage, you know, because I, the only truth I know is found in the Bible, the scriptures. And as I learn one more thing every day, it, it, it's just illuminating my existence here, my purpose here, our connectedness. And one more thing about um, quantum physics that people should know, you know, there's a limit to how small you can get. I thought it was infinity. There's no really such thing as infinity in a way, by the way. So, but there's a limit to smallness. So there's a point where you can just get down to something called a quark. And then at that moment in time, you're everywhere. <laughs> like literally there's non-locality. I mean, you're everywhere. This is God, right? This is when you're and you and I are connecting with God. And so it's looking at it from a scientific viewpoint, but I'm also understanding it with the Bible. It's just, I love this stuff. So you said, cool. you said quark, that's, yeah. that's a term from Star Trek. It's, it's yeah. that it's that it's a character quark, right? I believe. Yeah. yeah and Q is a character. I think she's female in there. So yep. that, yeah. and uh-huh. you, you look into the works of, uh, what's the writer? Um, how can I it's tip my tongue for Star Trek, the writer Rod, uh, yeah, I don't remember now. Uh, he was into all these kind of things. He was deep. He was deep into this kind of stuff, you know. And and I'm yeah. wondering if you know using that word, if he knew what that meant way back then in the '60s. I'm sure they did. Um, I have so many crazy stories on time to go into with that, but uh, you know, first of all, we go back to time. So time is just in our realm, you guys. And time was created when the fall of Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They did not have disease. They their body was not decaying. There, there was no death. Now, when yep. they made the foolish decision to say we want to know what bad is too, because they only knew good. You want to know yeah. good and evil? They're like, yeah, we know evil too. Mm. So when they wanted to know evil, they lowered themselves into a lower. They went to a lower realm, and in doing that, they could not have the same light bodies. So their genetics had to change. This is why we are born with sin. I always thought, it's no fair. Why am I born into sin? Well, because physically our bodies have a genetic defect in a way. We have sin already was written in because we are in this lower realm. And that's why Jesus came so that we can be born again without that genetic defect where we can have eternal life. So um, so anyway, you know, looking at this, this lowering of the realms, um, I got off on a tangent. Sorry about that. No, that's <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's what the show's all about. You roll. know, these tangents end up going into some deep rabbit holes and some good nuggets. So, yeah. um, and, and I've got another one here that I'm gonna, I don't know if it's time right now, but I'm going to swing you off into a, a tangent that, that won't relate to anything. So I'm going to wait and, and it might. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead. Just before we get too far away from it, in the very beginning, we were talking about water and speaking over anything and and how you can affect it positively or negatively. Uh, this is an easy one, of course. We all know this one, but I just got to I just got to quote it. Proverbs eighteen twenty one: the t- the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Um, you know, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine that, um, this weekend. She's having a terrible time with her teenage son. He's not, not even a teenager. He's 20 now, uh, getting him on, on a proper track and he's smoking dope and he's, it's just a, it's a big drama. Good kid, smart kid. I, I love him. He's a, I've taken him camping before. He's a great kid, but he's just on a bad trajectory. And, um, she tells him this and she said this when he was born, she said, I looked at that kid and I was like, you're going to break my heart. And I told her, I said, you know, Hey, I, that's been haunting me. 
I go, you got to be careful what you say. It's not, it can't be, it's not that it can't be undone through, through Jesus Christ. You need to pray over this because what you did is you could have potentially, even though you might feel like it was, it was prophetic because you're, she goes, well, that's right. When I looked at him, I just knew it. And I'm like, but you spoke it. Okay. Mm. And now he's breaking your heart. Um, we have to be careful about what we say and what we put out there. Uh, I hope she was received it. Um, she's very, uh, she's a clinical psychologist. Uh, she's very college educated in sometimes in a bad way, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know if she fully received it or not, but I really did my best to try to express that to her about be careful what you're saying over your life or someone else's. Um, I said, you need to pray over this and ask, you know, Jesus to break this word curse that you put on your son. You know, there's no need that for him to, to break your heart. He doesn't have to do this, right? He's got a good kid. He's got potential. He's a good kid. Uh, and he may grow up out of it. But but still, she she repeats it to him. You know, I knew you were going to, the minute I saw you and I held you, I knew you were going to break my heart. I'm like, oh, oh boy. boy. I mean, that's just negativity, yeah, you know, knock yeah, it off. Yeah. You know, people don't, I mean, I've done it too, I'm sure, as on some capacity. And it's interesting too. I just want to interject this too. And I think this, this in my mind, tenuously, well, it doesn't even, it, it directs linkly links directly into the dimensionals and the demons. Um, whenever you see, uh, let's say, even a, a Catholic priest uh, doing a, uh, an exorcism, the demonic presence all believe they have a right to be there. Somebody in their bloodline made some agreement, and they believe they have legal right to be there, right? So that's another thing about words. I mean, whoever did or said something at some point, that person or, or even their parent or their grandparent or their great-grandparent, um, now, of course, Jesus can loose on earth and then loose it in heaven, uh, but you have to pray and ask. You, you know, he doesn't just interject his his authority unless you invite him in to 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 make that judgment. So I just want to throw that out there too um, about word curses and dimensions. It all in my mind. That's my my rambling thoughts. Sorry, Carrie. Just want to add that. No, in there. no, it's important to bring that up over and over again because people need to remember that they truly have the power of life and death in their tongue. That the words are so powerful, and there's only one name that these demons bow down and. Jesus does know his name as Yeshua as well, because people go, are, are you, he doesn't know that name. I'm pretty sure he does. But anyway, I've seen the demons bow down on, with Yeshua, Hamashiach, and with Jesus Christ. There's only one name they bow down to, you guys. So that is very important. When I have people that question me and come up against me about, you know, why is it that you only believe in, in, uh, in this God, in, in this Savior? I'm like, that's why. That's one of the biggest reasons because the entire demonic realm knows who he is and the entire demonic realm knows who to bow down to. And he's the one that came to save us laying down his life. So, yeah. Uh, real quick, um, our, one of our one of our watchers, Stephanie, was asking me, how how do you break these cycles? Uh, a great start. You can ask or you can declare. Declaring is, is shows a lot of confidence and also shows your faith. You could declare, and this is how I do it. In the name and the power and the blood and the authority of Jesus Christ, that he break every generational curse, every hex, and every stronghold that is in your family line, okay? And that he set you free and heal you of any pain, wounds, or trauma that you may have received. Uh, that's just some of the vocabulary. It doesn't have to be exactly like that, of course, but that's the gist of it. Ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be uh, opened, okay? Um uh, these things, he is right there ready to help and assist. He is the great physician. He is polite and he does not impose. You must invite him into the situation. So that's, uh, if Carrie, if you want to add anything to that, but that, Stephanie was asking a question. I just yeah. want to address it real quick. I saw that on the screen. 
I think also we all have to be aware of what we're entering, allowing in our homes or in our minds. So like video games, or watching a TV, the music. I mean, you look at the lyrics of just about any of it and the tempo that they're using. Um, so we have to, and the people that we're allowing in our lives too. So Amen. these are entry points. So it's not just about, okay, I just said, I just broke the generational curses. I'm good. I mean, this is a constant thing that you have to be, I'm having to be aware of what's going on around me as well. So um, just make sure that we clean our house in more than one way. And that, and that can include uh, anointing your doorways with oil and praying over your home too. Um, that's something that I took a long time to do and I'm glad I did it. I felt an immediate uh, energy shift in my house when I did that. Um, and like you said, it's, you know, I, I haven't been even listening to music hardly at all, except for Christian music for the last since COVID, which isn't like me. I, I used to devour all, you know, all kinds of underground and unusual music. It's just been my thing. It's funny. I was in a, a, a Walmart recently and I walked down the record aisle, which used to just be like, like just records which draw me. I had to go thumb through them and look at what they're repressing. And, you know, and I, I looked at everything. I was just like, this is all satanic. I know it is. <laughs> Nobody got a record <laughs> pressed up here that didn't make a deal. I just could. I mean, when I was younger, I just devoured this stuff. And I just looked at it at 53 years old. I'm like, yeah, no, it, I don't care about any of it. It's like watching TV. You see right through it. It's like watching the mainstream media. You see right through it now. Exactly. Yeah. I used to think like, for example, I used to think Metallica for, for heavy metal stuff was kind of the cleaner of, you know, compared to Slayer and some of these other bands. I just saw an interview this weekend of Kurt Hammond. He's showing us this tattoo and it's got the all seeing eye on it. And he talks about this deal that he made. And I mean, he's, it's, if you read between the lines, he's, <laughs> I'm just like, <sighs> You too. I, mean, like, I shouldn't be surprised. It's all. I think it's all of them. You cannot reach a certain level of fame without being pulled into that circle. The, the devil's not going to allow it. He has to have one hundred percent influence over the messaging in this world. Sorry, another rabbit hole. Apologize. Important because contracts, right? You're writing a contract, right. and that's why in the beginning of uh, well, last year, I I broke the contract I did with the medical board, and I put them on notice. Yeah. So I entered into it as I told them that I am the daughter of God and I am an American free woman, the grantor of the original jurisdiction as beneficiary. So that put me in God's kingdom, which is law of the air, and then also um, common law, constitutional law, which is law of the land. And that made them my employee. But I put notice. You broke God's law, constitution, common law. But when I gave back that license, I would never, ever fathom this would happen. I felt something really thick break on my neck off and I could breathe again. And I actually had just a little bit of a stutter here and there. My stutter went away and then I cried because I realized they had changed. I agreed. I didn't know. Agreed to a chain, spiritual chain to this contract. Um, I, I just, then it opened my eyes to all the contracts we make unknowingly right within this world. And there's a spiritual repercussion to these things. And it's about starting to walk in the authority and dominion, just like the Bible said. So even though I'm, st I still have a regular driver's license, I still have a passport. I've learned to walk with authority and dominion of being His daughter. Okay, and and you've got to be that word. You've got to practice it. Somebody's got to write it out all the time. But then also tell them who you are in the beginning. And I also wrote the DEA and gave them back that um, license, which they were not happy about that one. I didn't know that they would be so angry about it, but that's a control. It's a hold that they have on you. Yeah. So it's Wow. <laughs> that's fascinating. They don't see many people doing that. So it's freaking them out. <clears throat> you know, I wish. So I visited my home, the DEA did, with two sheriffs with their lights going. 
to offer me back the DEA license. Could you believe this? Oh, because they said, oh, you said you have just cause to separate. Come to the Virginia and you can have a formal hearing so you can tell your just cause. And if we agree, you'll get back your license. I'm like, what? What kind of gaslighting is that? Yeah, that's crazy. what it was is to try to trick me to answer them. So then I lowered myself into their realm because I don't answer them. They're my employee, right? Yep. So I did not answer. It was a fraudulent letter. I just sent back a third party response going, you know, wrong person, wrong venue, blah, 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 USC code. I forgot which code it was, but you can always answer them from a third party uh, vendor and you're actually negating and, and you're nullifying the contract that they have to offer you. And that's what I did. Did you, how did this, the sheriff act when, when they were there at your house? I mean, because usually the sheriff is there, he's an elected official, he or she, um, did they, I did not answer. I was in the house. My, I lived with, um, some friends and one of the friends answered the door and they were like deputy Doolittle. So they were just hired. Okay. And so she asked for ID and the two sheriffs really didn't have it on there. They had to take an ink pen and write their name and information on there. So you already knew they were just whatever. Um, and so they just were standing there. And so she finally says, get off my property. You're trespassing. So yeah. then they, or, or I'll call somebody on you. So then they all had to leave. Right. But it's about it, for the average person, you'd probably be shaking in your boots, right? Going, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Right. But you have to understand when this letter that was supposedly given to me, it wasn't really given to me. So this wasn't official number uh, and then number two was not dated, completely fraudulent. They yeah. had it electronically signed. This is not a legal letter, you guys. And so you have to understand that, and they were going outside of their jurisdiction too, but you have to know your rights and you have to know how to stand, right? So um, I did not have any responsibility to answer them. There's no warrant. Right. So this is, I did not allow them to have that, that uh, luxury, I should say. But I did answer it because there's, here's this contract that was just left on the property. So I had to, as a third party, I had to, you know, send it back in another envelope saying, you know, this is not me. This is the fictitious me, wrong venue, wrong person. And there's a USC code that they'll always, I don't have it memorized, but they will answer the USC code because now this is the international code for commerce. Now they will answer money, right? Money is what rules the world. So if you know the USC codes and how to flip it back on them, that is something that they, they will answer to right away. Wow. There's so much out there to learn so much that we'll never learn in school. You guys, that was the office of diversion control. Cause you know, I, I'm a, I'm diverting away. I'm like the movie divergent, like you are. <laughs> yes. So they're like, oh no, we can't have too many of them out there. So this is why it was such a concern because with the DEA license, it was to prescribe controlled substances, which I never did. It was just look good to have it. Yeah. And so like, why would they care about it? But if you look at the office that they have, it is the office of diversion control that this falls under. And so you can't have too many people finding out about this and you can't have too many people going against the grain because that would be bad. How would you control the little masses out there? Right? Yeah. They don't want you diverting away from their program. So they got to get you back in there and, you know, control you mentally. And, oh man, it's just, it's so big. You guys, there's so much out there that, that people don't realize that we don't have to be controlled by these things. It's just, we're allowing mentally, we're allowing this stuff to happen to us. You can step away from any, at any point in your life, step away from this stuff. 
You know, we do it with we do it with corporate media in, in education sometimes, you know, this government education. Um health. The, they call it health care. Well, I, I call it sick care or managing sick, managing the sick. Uh, go ahead, okay. This is a weird <clears throat> this might sound silly, I don't know, just just sharing. Um, you know, on that whole like natural law thing that you were talking about, Carrie, uh, one of the things I heard is like the whole concept of having a license to drive is one of those, those things, those control words that they use. So in my daily prayers in the morning, when I'm, you know, doing my usual routine, at some point I'll thank God for his protection. And I try not to say that, you know, while I'm, you know, thank you for protecting me on the road as I drive, I say, uh, thank you for protecting me on the road as I travel in my vehicle. Not my yeah. right, not my Travel. car. It's it's a small thing, but it's in my mind. What I'm doing is I'm starting to use once again words that I'm speaking to disassociate myself from the system. Does that does that make sense? I so, think it's important. We all do that. Yeah. And yeah, I so instead of it le- being like legally, I'm going to go and fight with them. I'm just saying in my prayer life, I am separating in my in my vo- my vocabulary. Yeah. Sorry, exactly. I, I interrupted you. No, that's important to know this. And still I'm learning. But one of the important things people need to know is you never say, I am your name. Like I should never say I am Carrie. Right. Um, other languages don't say that anyway. They'll laugh at you. They'll laugh at us in, in America for saying that because you are not a name. It's like you're saying you're a table. You're supposed to say, I am like the daughter of God, the son of God. Um, and you can say, but people call me Carrie. So in Spanish, you know, I learned that in the Dominican Republic, you're supposed to say, me llamo Cari, my, my name, I call myself Carrie. That's yep. what you're supposed to say. Me llamo. But you're not supposed to say, I am. So that's, that's the most important. If, if you can't, if, if everybody's listening, the most important thing you need to learn how to do is what to call yourself or how to introduce yourself to anybody, whether they come to your door or just, a, you know, Somebody on the street, you always say, um, I call myself Carrie, or you can call me whatever your name is, right? But never say that you are that name. That already puts you in another jurisdiction. Do you know that already puts you like in the jurisdiction of God? That's just amazing, just that one thing that you do. And you get comfortable doing that over and over again. It becomes second nature to you. And then I think something happens in the spiritual realm too, at least it did for me, where I just... held my head up higher and I walked with even more confidence because yes, this is who I am. You know, so, so to clarify, you're saying you you get in the habit of saying I am Carrie Madea or that's the wrong way to say it. I, I, I miss it. When somebody introduces me, like I'm going to speak on stage, I can't stop them. I try to coach them. I never say the same thing. This is Carrie Madea. This is Dr. Madea. And I say, well, let me correct what this person said. I want to tell you who I am. I tell them I'm the daughter of God. I am American free woman, and I am the grantor of the original jurisdiction and its beneficiary. And I said, but you can call me Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or say, I can say Carrie Lynn of the House of Made. Okay. And that's going to put me still. Um, it's, it switches the jurisdiction that you're in. And you'll, I'll tell you that these people that are in the court system, these people that are in any of these uh, legal systems in our world, they know what that means. Yeah. They do know what that means. And that pissed me off even more. <laughs> they know. Yeah, they know. They know, but we don't. Yep. And but see, here's yeah. the thing: is we're learning all these things. It's like you know, I think to uh, to the British movies when they say uh, something like he's called Daryl or whatever his name is. You know, he's called this or he's 
she's called this. So, you know, I'm called Jesse. I'm a free man living on the land. Okay. You guys, ladies out there, you are a free woman living on the land. Okay. That's, that's your physical being. That's who you are. You're not the same person that's on your driver's license. That's not you. That's the incorporated you. And it makes you a thing. Yes. When you say a name, like if I said, I am Carrie, it made me a thing now. I am a commodity. I am in commerce now to be traded and sold and bought. When you were born. Now. Yeah. Exactly. The straw and man. So yep. we know how to present ourselves. So just remember that one thing above everything else is to, to how to introduce yourself. You know, you never introduce yourself as the name. You can say, you can call me this, but never introduce yourself as a name. You, you can say whatever you want to about yourself, but I know who I am. And I said, I, you know, I'm the daughter of God and, yep. and these things. Well, see, and, and what I like about the, all that you're talking there, we've done a show similar to this with uh, Professor Robin McCutcheon uh, about the 1871 Organic Act. And it's similar to what you know we're getting into here, and which can be a whole nother podcast on its own, a whole number, another episode. Um, right here, I'm just putting this up from Victoria Lee over on Pilled Foxhole, and this relates because it says what she say here. She says the devil was in charge of praise and worship in heaven. It should not be a surprise he comes after us in music. So, absolutely, that's that right there. What I'm, what, I'm, what you were talking about earlier, Outcast, is like he'll come through. The music, the Satan one will, right? Yep. So Prince of, it, air, Prince it, of the air. <laughs> there you go. It's it's everywhere. So Carrie, that's awesome for, for bringing that up that, um, that, you know, the, the, we, we need to do more stuff about that. Who we are legally, who are we naturally? Who are we? There's two different people, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it made even more, the scriptures were even more powerful because I go back and read them about the law mm-hmm. and how, Jesus was trying to teach us about the law there. Like even when he said, the kingdom of heaven is all around you. I'm like, really? I'm trying to see that. Now I know the way he spoke and how he stood. And if you go and you look exactly what he was saying to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you'll see how he was standing in God's kingdom, the way he spoke. I'm like, wow, now I can actually see it. This is just amazing. And you're right. Um, music, right? Um, one thing that keeps coming to me from her father is he said, music is the answer. Problem is, I'm not a singer. I don't know an instrument. <laughs> but he keeps telling me music is the answer. And it should be coming from ourselves, not we're, you know, from something else. Because music literally can heal DNA or can break DNA, depending on what it is. And this is the the frequency that can go through so many things and we can reach people that may be unreachable at this moment or children, let's say, you know, it's used against us. Why don't we flip the script and, and use it in a positive way? But, yep. you know, people used to sing when kids, you always sing at home, right? Oh, or yeah. they used to always run around. Happens, singing, yeah. we, stop. We, we stop singing. I still sing to my dog though, but I mean, I, I think that counts. But, well, uh, we're singing yeah, sometimes when we're driving. So, you got, there's that. <laughs> um, all right. We're right in the middle of a bunch of different things right now. And I want to go and ask you about the poison that's in the skies. You already talked about that. The food, the water frequencies, corporate media, government education. We've talked about that. Um, you know, what is, is around us every single day, no matter where you're at in this country, at least is a product from a company and now it's been sprayed and poured over 
all of our land for decades. It's glyphosate. It's Roundup. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's Monsanto, which is now bare. That stuff was sprayed on top of my dad and all those guys over in Vietnam when they got drug over there to fight a banker's war. Yeah. Okay. Glyphosate now is everywhere. We can't get rid of it. It's stuck to everything. How do we fight against this? How do we protect ourselves? I mean, it's it's deep. I mean, it's is it is it a heavy metal? Is it chemical? What is it? What Carrie, if you can go into some of this. It's a chemical, but they actually somehow got to embed the genetic code for glyphosate inside of the genetically modified corn. Yep. So literally when you're eating this corn, it, even if they didn't spray it on it, you're eating the genetic code of glyphosate. So they've probably done it to more than just corn, right? Wheat, et cetera. So this is why um, people are getting sick off of it when if you eat the original non-GMO wheat and corn from another country, it, it doesn't affect you. But you're right, it's everywhere. And so one of the main things that it does is that it prohibits you from absorbing your trace nutrients and your very important complex proteins. So you're actually starving to death. Now you can absorb the simple facts, the simple um, carbohydrates. So this is why some people say, I just have this craving I can't satisfy. And we have such an obesity issue in, in this country and it's not all because people have no willpower. I mean, I, I really, my heart goes out because when there's so much poison like this, they're not getting the key nutrients. The body puts out the signal that they're still hungry because, I mean, I've seen some of these people, they don't have the proper fats for their nervous system to actually um, be functional because you have to have good fats on the sheath of the nerve. Otherwise you get mixed signals. I mean, this affects the, the heart. Um, of course, other things as well in the body. So again, people are literally starving, but they're obese. Um, so again, you're not absorbing things. And of course, we know that it is a poison in itself and it can cause cancer. Those are the two main things that it does. But it also does this. It was kind of the, the perfect storm. So when they put glyphosate, it's able to be bound with aluminum from the air. The number one heavy metal in the air that's sprayed on us is aluminum. These two form a complex in the body. It's a very, very poisonous complex to the brain, but it can't get to the brain because of the blood-brain barrier. Well, what did the idiots do? They added Wi-Fi. Mm. They added waves. And so that was the secret sauce. So when they put this EMF going on and it's actually doing the vibration where it's opening up the blood-brain barrier, now this complex can get in there along with the fluoride that goes to the pineal gland that um, calcifies that, which is one of our gateways, right, to the higher realm or connection with God. So this is the evil that they've done. But Again, nothing is impossible. It's um, a lot of this. We have to know that, for instance, glyphosate, you can actually easily get it out of your body by taking a powdered glycine, G-L-Y-C-I-N-E, like a heaping teaspoon twice a day. It tastes pretty good. It doesn't taste like a little sweet flavor. And then in about two months, you should kick off just about any of that glyphosate in the intestinal tract. And of course, try to get the local farmer's food and things like that with a lesser amount but that actually can get you back to a steady state if you do the, the glycine. And we also know that some of the products with the, the nano-sized zeolite, the clay, yep. that can actually uh, get it out of your body as well. There's a newer product called Masterpiece. They have um, some good studies out. But so that's, that's not impossible. 
Um, you know, again, if you're making sure you clean your own water, you won't get the fluoride. Don't do the toothpaste with the fluoride. That's right. not. Yeah. We know. use baking soda and a lot of other, you know, all naturals, yeah. the less ingredients, the better for you. Um, yeah. there was a yeah. question. What was I going to outcast? Do you have something? I'm trying to remember what I had. There was a question that I had about, Oh, music lover. She put it right there. So she says, we, why do not, why do we not test for nutrient slash mineral deficiency very often? I think I know an angle on that, but Carrie, what do you think? Well, I think the labs are pretty pathetic now everywhere, which is on purpose, right? There you go. I mean, yep. the way that they, I'm getting some little power out of it. I saw here. that. Yeah. Um, again, better, better pay strange. your bills. <laughs> They're going to come <laughs> knocking on your door with those two shares. Like she's talking Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, I got distracted there. What were you saying about? So, the, uh, so going back to the oh, nutrient, yeah. why, why aren't we testing for those? I well, go no, ahead. The labs, the, the labs are under attack. They told me this people that own like really good labs that do amazing studies. They tell me they get calls, death threats to their, their homes. Yeah. So most of these labs are scared. They don't want to help and trying to find a lab to test anything. Um, as far as in the, let's say these vials, they falsely call vaccines. Good luck because if they do anything that's proper testing, they're going to have all of their lab equipment gone the next day. I've known this happened personally to some people that, uh, some lab companies I know. So, I mean, I just say this, do we really need it? It's just, we know we're being poisoned. So let's find some ways to detox ourselves that are simple. Yeah. Things that get everything out. So again, you know, some nano zeolite. Well, I mean, the body can get rid of this on its own, you guys. If we start just eating off the land, the plants provide for us. Yeah, and and I think that the the doctors, you know, they've been taught. I mean, you've you've been you've been in all this too, uh, Carrie. I think the doctors know that they can't go down that route of you know nutrition, vitamins, minerals, and all that stuff because that's not in their Rockefeller handbook, right? It's not part of that stuff. So well, none of them are independent. They if they don't follow what they're told, they'll be fired. So there you go. Yeah. So you know, um, I'm looking here at a couple things. Um, yeah, there's a reason why insurance doesn't like to cover vitamin D tests. That's from Jack Pine Savage. Yes, you guys, vitamin D comes from the sun, right? There's just so much. Yeah, vitamin D too. There's three vitamin Ds. It's really a hormone, not a vitamin. They misclassified it. But if you have a vitamin D2 that's very low to almost zero, then you have an infection in your body. And mm-hmm. they knew that. They don't want you to know about things like right. um, the dental issues, right? So that's another one I wanted to make sure people know. Um, make sure you get any of the silver amalgam fillings out. Um, your health improves dramatically when you do that. The white resin is okay. Be very careful about root canals. Most are not done properly. That's another source of infections. But I tell people, we don't know what's going to happen in the next year. So if I was going to spend money on anything, I would make sure that I would take care of any of those dental issues. And it's uh, your health improves dramatically with that. Well, we had a talk the other day outcast. I think it was with our Patriot text thread or something about, and I said, remember back in the day we used to get our tonsils pulled out all the time. Everybody's getting their tonsils pulled out. I never had mine pulled out, but today everybody's getting their wisdom teeth pulled out. So, and I that said, was, uh, that was from a video I sent from uh, my friend Kelly. Okay. So 
so what I, you know, basically what I said is, you know, I've been hearing that same thing. These doctors or these, these dentists always want to take our wisdom teeth out. Um, so today's, you know, wisdom teeth taking out is yesterday's tonsils removal. What's going on with that? I mean, there's, there's something with our, our teeth are connected to all, all the organs in our body. They are, but I, I had to have mine out. They were all impacted because my mouth was too small, believe it or not. Um, that happens when your mom doesn't have enough vitamin D during the pregnancy. We know why that happens. So this is why um, our mouths can't hold all the teeth that they're supposed to. So it's from uh, nutrient deficiency. But I had issues, so my health improved a lot when they were out. So sometimes I will advise people to do that. I mean, it's sometimes you have to. It just depends on what's going on in that particular person's body but you know we're supposed to have all our teeth yeah Mm -hmm. if you go to poorer countries that have they're outside barefoot in the sun all the time they usually are able to keep all their wisdom teeth and not unless they start eating the crappy food that we have and that's that vitamin d again yeah yeah exactly okay um a lot of people are low in copper you probably know this right that's purposeful leaching that out of our body because we need that we have batteries in our body and the cells called mitochondria. So that's our powerhouse. And actually the matrix movie goes into this, believe it or not, because when uh, Morpheus holds up the copper top battery, you know, yeah. well, that's the secret. We're losing copper. That's why um, electroculture has become so popular now. And I've used it by putting a copper wire around a stick into the ground and the plants grow better. I mean, they, they yep. need copper as well. So our mitochondria is a very ancient, ancient um, part of us. And it's actually the seed of the woman, in my opinion. So inside the mitochondria, it has its own DNA. It's separate from the DNA in your body. Isn't that awesome? It's being protected and it can only come from your maternal lineage only. You mm. don't inherit the father's side. Also, um, there are folds. Remember going to the folds? Um, so yep. the folds inside of the mitochondria are called cristae. The more cristae you have, the more power you have in your body. I love this. There's so many other like neat little tidbits. There are also some little crystalline uh, parts of the mitochondria as well. But I love that God knows everything. Of course he did from the beginning to the end. I mean, you can't fool him. So no matter how much you get overwhelmed and I get overwhelmed, I have to remember that God knows everything. You cannot surprise him. I mean, he made these perfect mitochondria separate so they cannot be contaminated. Um, but you do have to make sure you have enough copper in your body. So sometimes if you're feeling really low energy, take a copper supplement. Um, they have drops and um, some sometimes capsules, but I think they're, the drops are pretty good. You can do. You so know, I just wanted to- talking about the copper now. Well, go ahead, Outcast, and I'll add mine. Well, I was, was going to ask. I, I, so... I bought this copper in a liquid form. It's uh, the same company that makes the sovereign silver, uh, silver colloidal silver. Uh, and you just, it's like you put a teaspoon underneath your tongue and swish it and then swallow it. Mm-hmm. How often do you recommend that I do that? I mean, I, I have so many supplements I'm doing as it is. It's get, kind of getting expensive. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of pacing out, like just occasionally doing the copper. How, how, how often do you think you should be doing the copper supplement? Just I think that once Honestly, this is the key. Once we start really living more off of our land, 
you say that plant the seeds in our own soil, use your hands, bare hands, no gloves, bare feet, even in the soil, you're, you and I are mixing our genetic information with the, the microbiome of the soil. Yep. What happens is fascinating because let's say you have too much arsenic in your body. The microbiome will actually literally start to form ways to process the arsenic in that environment so that it becomes either inert or it's, uh, they do something to the plant where the plant is producing something that can um, offset the arsenic in your body. There, there's research papers coming out on this on how we are literally changing what grows around us depending on what's happening to our body, but we have to interact with the ground. Mm-hmm. So I really believe if we go back to the beginning, like Adam and Eve, Noah and his wife and Zara, you know, and, you know, Jesus was doing gardening when he came, was he, when he was resurrected, Mary Magdalene found him looking like a gardener. So let's go and do that again, start planting our seeds, connecting with the earth. It'll provide for us because I agree with you. You can't keep taking all the supplements. I can't keep taking all these, but I believe the answers are going to be provided for us if we start connecting back with nature and doing it ourselves and working with the community. So I know that the dandelions are healing people of cancer. The milk thistle can heal people. Um, the milk, holy blessed milk thistle in the monk days of the Black Plague, it can actually heal the poison of the heart, meaning myocarditis. Why aren't we doing that again? I mean, it will heal these things. So this is what we need to do is go back to the beginning and see um, plant our own seeds and start connecting with the earth again. Yeah. That's so, wow. yeah. I mean, it sounds, it's, it sounds so easy. You guys, that's the way people used to live back in the day. They, they dug in their hands in the, in the dirt, they, they stepped in the dirt with their feet. Yeah. Um, I make my own soil here. I do it. I've been doing it for 20 years, over 20 years. I make it and it's, I use my Bobcat to move it and I, I have worms and I, everything. It's crazy, Carrie, but I know what you mean about getting in there. Now, Steph, me says, over here on Twitch, she says, how many supplements are too many? How many, or how do you schedule them all, 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 of, all of them? Steph, from from me, what I do is I have a lot of supplements that I take, but I don't take them all the time, every year. I'll go a few months and I'll take them regularly, like every day. Then there'll be two or three months. I will not take one at all. Um, it, it's it's the way that I feel. I mean, I can I can kind of gauge it, you know. Like in the winter, I know I'm going to need it because I'm going to be around a lot of people who are might have some toxins coming off of them and all that stuff too. So I know when I'm going to need it, and I know in the summer I'm in I'm in the vitamin D, the sun every day. So I know I, I need less of it. So I can't ha- my body can't handle taking supplements every single day. My heart will start racing. Things get crazy. So I know when I need to stop. So I'll just stop, put them away, and then I'll start again weeks or, or a month or so later. Go ahead, Outcast. I saw your hand up. I just want to add uh, for Stephanie too that um, you know I think a good idea would be is to find a good holistic doctor and get kind of a streamlined you know the foundation of what he thinks you need to be on. He she thinks you need to be on, and then from there you can kind of go kind of streamline what kind of add-ons you want to do. The other thing too, I think it's important to remember is that um, I think we do need supplements right now because our food is so nutrient deficient. Everything is deficient. Without it, you're going to find yourself getting sick more often. You're going to find yourself feeling run down more often. You're going to find your sleep being crummy. So if you go to a holistic doctor, you know, do the the blood test, do the hair samples, do all that stuff and find out where you're struggling. My This past year, my holistic doctor looked at me and goes, 
you have high uric acid and you have gout. And I was so mad. I didn't want to hear that. I was like, what? I, I, I had friends that had gout that they couldn't walk. And I'm like, I don't have gout. And he goes, a regular doctor would not diagnose you with gout, but you do. I'm telling you, you have high uric acid. It's causing inflammation. You know, anyways, he said, you know, avoid these things. It was, it was a gluten allergy. Well, then I, I was mad because I'm thinking, well, I thought gluten allergy was something that yuppies made up, you know, to, to pretend that they're sick or something, you know? And I realized, no, everybody has a gluten allergy for the most part, because by the way, that's what Pastor Eric is struggling with is a gluten allergy yeah. uh, right now, uh, Jesse, FYI. And okay. and what it is, is it gluten allergy comes from the fact that we're eating dwarf wheat, which our body can't digest. And there's no such thing as heirloom wheat anymore. All the wheat is dwarf wheat and it's sprayed with glyphosate so they can brown the fields and get more yields out per year. Per year. So everybody's eating this dwarf wheat covered in glyphosates, which is technically what a, gl- uh, a gluten allergy is. For years, I thought I was being healthy by avoiding white bread and eating wheat, wheat bread. I mean, ever since I was a kid in the 70s. Oh, this is wheat bread. Oh, wheat bread, wheat bread. Remember, Jesse, when we were kids, that hillbilly brand? Everybody was buying hillbilly brand wheat bread. Oh, yeah. And um, it was nice and soft. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I mean, wheat's and everything. Triscuits. I mean, all this all this processed garbage that they sell to us is got wheat in it and it's all glyphosates and it's all dwarf wheat and it's messing us up. So anyways, back to my original point. We're all messed up. Get evaluated. Uh, stream. You might might have better luck streamlining what vitamins to take that you need because everybody's body's a little different. Mm-hmm. My holistic doctor pointed out because um, I have Rh negative blood. <clears throat> he said you don't digest your food, which is a common trait of uh, Rh negative people is they have a hard time with digestion. So he put me on something called Zypan, which increases the acidity of my stomach acid. And now I'm getting more nutrients out of my food because before I wasn't breaking it down and my food was going through me. So this just as an example uh, of, of what you might find out with a good holistic doctor. Um, and that might help you, you know, not be overwhelmed with the vitamin thing if you can get kind of evaluated. Sorry, you guys. I just, I just wanted to throw it right. Carrie, what do you think about all that? I agree. Um, baking soda is one of my mainstays. I tell people taking some baking soda produces more pancreatic enzymes in your body. Uh, most people with acid reflux, you'll get off all your meds. If you're just taking half to a whole teaspoon of baking soda every day. Yep. I mean, uh, people argue about don't take the arm and hammer, uh, because it's got aluminum. If it does, it has trace. I, if you have it, you have it. This is my opinion though. But anyway, I've seen people get over even gout with that. It can actually dissolve even kidney stones if you take enough of it. So it's one of my favorite. And on white bread, that was my nickname. I went to EMT school in inner city. <laughs> and they called me white bread. White because bread. They, my mama must not have loved me because my name is so plain. Yep. Like Carrie, what kind of person names her kid Carrie? And they said, your mama didn't love you. You couldn't even be wonder bread. White bread. So I that That's there. awesome. <laughs> Well, that's, I'm, <clears throat> that's cool. That's good. Um, let me see here. I've got, uh, but you can still have bread, you guys, if you have it and you do the work and you make your own bread, but you have to have the grains that are non GMO. Yeah. We have a bread place called bread Beckers here in Georgia where you can get all that. And actually all these mysterious illnesses go away and you can eat the bread, but you got to put the work into it and make your own bread and get the special grain and all that. Again, it goes back to living like our great grandparents did. You know, a lot of people back in the day, they would get the good clean grain and and mill it, grind it on their own. Just do that. You can still do that stuff. Go to lemons.com. Go to what I've got some of this stuff in my shop over there. So you guys can make your own too. get a grist mill, anything you want. Just start making this crap. Um, not yeah. crap. Sorry. It, making this good food. What we're eating is crap. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so you guys go ahead and try that because there's going to be a day. That's why I keep talking about survival and prep kind of stuff. There's going to be a day you're the system's going to break down. You can't buy that stuff. 
we're going to need each other because I don't know how to do all this stuff. There's yeah. no way. I know things but we're gonna have to barter with each other that's what that's what i'm saying we we got to create the parallel economy that lives right around you okay with your neighbor over here and there in your neighborhood whatever it is and you're gonna need a horse an apocalypse bike to get you over there and get the stuff you need pay them barter whatever you're gonna do and come back so we have a lot of stuff to prepare for and you know we're, we're getting bombarded every day by these pedophiles that we pay taxes to you guys yeah. Do you understand? It's that simple. It's that simple. And everything that they give us, whether it's the food, the or you know, the the TV, the the news, these these wars and rumors of wars and all these things, they're just creating all this stuff for us. Here, take it, take it. Once you get rid of the bread and circus, you're gonna go back to living the way you're supposed to live. Okay. That's that's key. So, Carrie, I have one last question. Uh, Alcast, do you have any more? No. No, I, I've talked. I've talked too much. All right. Well, th- we could keep going for another hour or two, but uh, we have to stop it here. All right. So this is a, a good friend of ours, Dr. Sean Brooks. He runs the American Education FM podcast. Great dude. He's he's on our show a lot, right? Um, and he's got a. We talked about this before. I, it might have been with you too, Outcast. But anyway, he wanted to know this, and it's. I thought it was a good question because it was relevant to stuff we were talking about earlier. And see what you think. It says, um, talking about the sexually transmitted aspects of the jabs, going back to 2021, 22, and all this stuff, all these jabs that they were giving us, right? Uh, Specifically regarding one partner not being jabbed while the other partner is and the shedding that's taking place. Now, he says, Dr. Northrup on the five docs, who she knows very well, brought up the non-jab women getting cancer after their husbands who were jabbed quote, breast cancer, lymphatic cancer. Ask her if she's heard of such cases personally and other cases on how the electromagnetic shedding of these jabs is a real phenomenon. We all know about this stuff, but of course the mainstream media, the doctors, the mainstream doctor system doesn't want us to know about this stuff. Shedding is real, right? Transmission is real. It's absolutely real. And there's been some really sad cases, particularly, you know, when the shots were just fresh and people were just getting them. A lot of women were reporting um, that they were getting these really strange and uh, recurrent and horrible symptoms um, that were just not being able to be identified properly by the traditional medical system. Um, and they would claim that they, they felt like things were crawling. I mean, it was, it was torture for these women. Mm. Um, so a lot of alternative treatments and then they would just have to, to say no more they couldn't have be intimate with their husbands and of course all the shots are different you know I mean, some people did not have that experience but the ones that did was quite uh, it, was, it was very unusual these are not normal side effects you would get um, these are not normal things that the we've seen in medicine they're quite abnormal so um, people were claiming it could be like a parasitic or infectious like um, uh, illness. So that's not even going into all the cancers, the turbo cancers that people were getting as well. Um, so there seems to be some transmission. And to me, there is also a transmission of just, uh, it was um, kind of a radioactive. Uh, I think, I don't know if I told you that before, where people in an office, you know, they would get sick only when they're around the people that first got injected. It seems to be about an eight week yeah. um long radioactive uh, kind of uh, phenomenon and they would get they would get better being away from them then go back and they would get sick again yep. and then 
they were taking those uh, the meters, like a trifeld meter, and it, these people were going off the charts. So they actually were, you know, emitting some kind of a frequency from their body that actually dissipated with some time. Um, no one's done any studies long term on this, but there was that going on as well. So we know that these frequencies can hurt us. And there was a study done by Central Michigan and Italy and Russia. You've probably seen that one where they had a specific frequency that would go to the skin. The vibration would go on a subatomic level and it would disrupt the DNA. And what was being spit out of the DNA was the exact um, the exact configuration of what they claim was the virus, the COVID virus. So in essence, they prove without a shadow of a doubt that the frequency caused the quote unquote virus. It was just the yeah. damaged DNA. Yeah, totally so, damaged. You know, uh, gosh, <sighs> we've we've done a uh, a virus thing before on the show, and you know, I don't want to get into it right now because we're so late. But it's crazy. Um, Hammock, he says, <clears throat> my wife sometimes gets a bloody nose after teaching a class full of jab students. Oh yeah, yeah. crazy. So I do okay. I've got these. I usually have this on my wrist, but was oh, yeah. looking good on my pocket, so I took it off and put it <laughs> in my pocket. This is a emfsol.com. This guy. His products have been proven with research to, it's called Calm the Subatomic Chaos. This saved my life because when I first moved back to the U.S. from the Dominican, I was horrible. I was getting rashes on my skin, swelling. I couldn't do very many of these podcasts. If I, if I flew, it was like three days I was down for the count. And so I started using this product. One was a plug-in unit in my bedroom. Um, this I wear on my wrist all the time. Um, and then I have something on my phone, some other things. But that changed my world. I mean, immediately, most people can see they can sleep better. They don't have the heart dysrhythmias. I mean, that's a big phenomenon right now is palpitations. Yeah. Rest legs are improved, focusing. So just know that mystery illnesses, look at the EMF um, and mitigate that or bring that down in your. Yeah, I think that the, the frequencies are really messing with us, everybody right now. And as, as the 5G grows and gets bigger and bigger, I mean, they're, they're already on the 6 and 7G stuff, but it's not out yet. In you know these are these are military grade weapons, you guys. That's what these are for. We don't need all this stuff. That two G, that simple two G, was fine. It was good enough. Exactly. Um, like barefoot too. Barefoot. You know, if you can go barefoot outside, grounding, you know, yeah, that's, that's grounding. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I I can't prove it, but I could swear there's fewer birds. I live near the city. <clears throat> I don't see the birds like I normally do, and my my bird feeder is they're not touching it. It's the weirdest. Now Jesse brought up a great point. Without as much snow. They have other food that they can eat, maybe, but usually that they just go for the f the free meal, especially if there's seed oh, and you know, I, I don't know. It's just the theory too. I have. I thought they didn't like the seed I bought, but I'm like, what if the birds have been so picky about the seed that I bought? Same, but, and, uh, and I I bought a different kind, and we put different kind up there, and they're not eating that either. That's weird. I've no. I thought That's it was just me where I'm at right now. So I was going to buy thing here. I'm I'm hearing it too. Yeah, I'm hearing the same thing that these birds are not the, the, well. The bees too; they're they're being the, the the frequencies are messing with their the way that they yeah. fly, the way that they navigate. You know, sure it's, it's like. messing with all that stuff. Um, yeah, ten ten G. Jack Pine Savage talking about the ten G. It's been around, but it's not commercially being used. It's it's more of a military grade weapon. Uh, they're they're using five here and there. You know, there's just there's a handful of cities using 5G. Even though it says on your phone, you're not getting that full 5G yet. Wait till it all comes up. You'll see these 5G towers nearby your houses um, because it's smaller, shorter waves. They got to have more of them, which is going to increase the radioactivity around your house, man. It's going to be crazy, you guys. It's, 
We got to get rid of it. We can't we can, buy chainsaws is what I'm saying. Buy chainsaws. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? We got, we have to, we got to be resourceful in these times that are coming. Right. Just remember that we do have that superpower coming from our heart. It's not esoteric. You guys, it's a physical measurable thing that can negate all whatever G they put out there at us. It does not overcome yep. this energy, this plasma energy, electromagnetic force that comes from our hearts. So pray, 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 get together. We need each other physically in the body of Christ. That is the most powerful thing we can do. They cannot overcome that. Get dirty, get out in the mud too. That's good for you. Plant some seeds. It's, it's what it's, stuff that's going to save us. It's not going to be some high tech invention that someone comes up with. Not even a Tesla thing. I'm sorry. It's yep. going to go back to the beginning. The beginning tells the end. The end tells the beginning. So whenever I read the end of Revelation, God tells me, our father tells me, that's not the end. You got to go back to the beginning. And so I am compelled to read the beginning of Genesis because that's what's happening, you guys. You know, we're going to yep. start over in a good way. It has to go back. This this whole brand new future, this nonsense, this AI stuff, to me, I think it is the, the Antichrist system. So it's the B system that, to me. That's why I always say low tech is going to be for, uh, high tech in the end. Um, and I, you know, just John B. Wells, he always talks about that stuff. And I totally, be, I always tell it to my friends, hey, make sure you have an old truck laying around, something old that's going to be able to start. Because when they take down all this new stuff, better have a shovel, better have some good boots, better have some skills. Get your knives and your gun. Yeah, copper. Because I look at, so don't reinvent the wheel, right? If you look at all of these archaeological sites, all the Indians, all these weird Nephilim sites too, all of them had copper plates, headgear, all of them. And so I asked a scientist friend of mine, I said, what's up with that? He goes, oh, he goes, well, if you understand the quantum of, us and how our electromagnetic energy is, it literally um, strengthens that energy. And so it's, um, it is kind of our superpower. But again, the copper is inside of us as well, that mitochondria. So just remember about the copper. Um, I would definitely C- hang out with some of that. Carrie, are you familiar with the copper connection to the Nephilim in the, in the, in Michigan? Do you know that? About no, that? I'm sure there's got to be stuff there. <laughs> Okay, so check this out. Um, So a lot of times when they were excavating the the quote-unquote Native American burial mounds in the 1800s, the the giant remains that they found had uh, copper armor, copper bracelets, copper breastplates, you know, and the copper was 98% purity that comes from one place in the world, and that's northern Michigan. So the the belief is that Isle Royale, Michigan – was the copper mine of the royalty of the giants and the Mississippi was the, the travel route for the copper trade. And what's interesting is, I don't know if you, since you're Michigan native, I got, I got to share, share this with you. Many years ago, I heard at the tip of the thumb near Port Austin out in the middle of St. Is that, is that St. Clair, Jesse? I forget. Like that's Huron up there. Oh, Lake Huron. Uh, at the bottom, they sonar revealed that there was a very old stone circle, like a Stonehenge at the bottom of Huron. Then last year they found a stone circle at the bottom of Lake Michigan. And then in the UP, they found what there's a term called a dolmen, D-O-L-M-A-N, dolmen, which is a giant boulder sitting on smaller boulders. They're all over Europe. There is a dolmen in northern Michigan. Yep. So when the when the pre-flood world, there wasn't Lake Michigan. It was a great river that connected to the Mississippi. After wow. the flood, Lake Michigan filled up and, and it buried the, the Stonehenge circles that are there. 
Mm-hmm. So anyways, oh, there's a lot yeah. of history around this area and, and the Mississippi and the Great Lakes and the copper mines all tie into the Nephilim story. Just had to throw that in there because you're a Michigan native. I thought yeah, you'd appreciate it. I know the Minoans also, they have evidence that they were there. They took like massive amounts of copper from there. But, you know, when I was a kid, my family had a little uh, house on Hammond Bay and Lake Huron up at the very top. The most, it was like the Bermuda Triangle up there. I mean, the most strange things happened up there. There had to be something in the, under the water there. Something was there. I mean, the lightning that would come was almost colorful there. Um, then when the fog came, it was like fast. I mean, you, you could see your hand in front of you. I'm not joking. You literally couldn't see your hand in front of your face. There was something very unique about it. And I always knew that there's, there's more to Michigan than meets the eye. Obviously it's, uh, it's you know, got a lot of important things here. And, and it's Michigan. crazy that you bring that up. Cause I, I heard a podcast and there was a guy that who, who lived in this property near the Dolman up in the UP. And he, they saw all kinds of crazy, um, lights and sounds and, Bigfoot yeah. sightings, everything was going on near this dolmen. It was <laughs> yes. they felt like it was all connected to that dolmen. I told my parents I said, there is something in the water. Like, Carrie, there's nothing in the there water. Is. Bigger than a sturgeon. I just knew it was, but they wouldn't believe me. I'm like, I'm telling you, we can't go really far out there because there's something out there. I just I don't know. Well, I mean, kids yeah, are more though, right? You should believe a kid if they, they believe something like that. Right. And <laughs> right, the area right. you're talking about, Carrie, that's up there near where the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald went down. That's all that, that uh, area. Yeah, it's right in that same area. Go up there, right? It's like one of the most uh, uh, populated shipwrecks. Yep. Even if you look at all the oceans in the world, that area up there has some of the most shipwrecks. So. It does. There's there's a ton of ships laying down there. You know, going back to the whole copper thing, and we have to end it here because we're late. But um, <clears throat> the copper and every you know going ancient. Go. Let's go back to ancient ancient days. We should be eating off silver spoons and silver forks and silver knives. We should still be doing that. We should be drinking every drink. We, it should be through a real copper, solid copper mug. It should be that way. Think about the energies. We talked about all the stuff that comes through the copper. How how do we ground ourselves? How do we ground our houses? How do we ground all the buildings? It's through copper. How do I have a, a, a grounded bed? Because that mat is grounded into the copper that goes out of my house through the electrical system into the grounding rod that I put in the ground. I put two grounding rods in my house and then one down by my shop. They're nine foot long. Guess what they're made of? Copper. Copper. Solid copper. Perfect. You take, you take pieces of copper, you know, copper pipe that you put in the house, plumbing, put them in, in water that you have sitting around. I have water for my chickens and, you know, different things. It's going to keep that water clean. All right. Those mm-hmm. impurities will not grow in there. Another thing, yeah. too, is you guys have to remember, <clears throat> think about lead paint that was all over the place. It was not dangerous unless you picked it off and eat it. Right. What can't get through lead paint in a house? You're right. What can't get through it? Outcast. <laughs> what yeah. uh, military you know, uh, grade what, weapons what, can't penetrate. Yeah. Okay. You're Come safe. On. You're safe in a lead painted house. Don't eat it. Yeah. Just don't eat it. Now think about this. Your house, all of our houses for, for decades, for, for cent, all the time, copper pipes, right? We've all had copper pipes. Guess what they're doing today? PEX, that plastic PEX, PVC, all the stuff that leaches into the water. Okay. The stuff that leached into the water when we had copper pipes is what we needed in our body. And our houses were lined. Think about how the plumbing in the house, you can't see it. 
But you know it's all in the walls right there. You know, it's like a skeleton of copper all around you. These new houses have a skeleton of synthetics, plastics. Who knows what's in today's paint? I mean, it's crazy. I'm telling you, I think we've been we've been sold a bill of goods, you guys. And way back in the day when cars lasted forever, there's just something about that old technology that we needed to keep. And due to ease of function, uh, security, whatever, however they wanted to sell it to us, we've succumbed and now we're doing this stuff. Okay. Does it, does it, I I hope it makes sense to you guys. Um, It does. It just, there's just so much. We've been hoodwinked for so long and they're still doing it to us every single day. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Uh, I love it. No, you're right about all this stuff. We got to go back to the beginning, but you know, if it gets overwhelming for people, I said, just, just do the one thing, clean your own water, start with that and go barefoot outside and plant a couple seeds. Um, you know, dandelion, don't kill the weeds, the weeds, the dandelions, milk thistle, they're meant to heal us. So mm-hmm. just that. And remember the prayers are powerful. <sighs> they are too. Amen. Outcast, any last words for uh, Carrie before she has to go tonight? Carrie, you have brought a ton of information that's been very stimulating to think about. And I think our viewers are, are noticing some of the comments agree with me on that. Thank you so much for all that you've uh, given us tonight and your spiritual uh, um, overtones that uh, lace everything that you have to say. It's exactly how we think on the show. Uh, we can't thank you enough for uh, being a contributor. And we look forward to having you on again in the future if you'll, if you'll do it. I'd love to, you know, I mean, there's something about being from Michigan. You always have a connection. Um, there's this, uh, you know, it's just sympath- sympathetic, right? So I'm happy <laughs> to come back and talk to everybody. She has sympathy yeah, so- for you, Outcast. Just <laughs> sympathy awesome. for my Michigan accent. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. <laughs> we're Michiganiacs. Uh, we have a crazy, yeah. crazy psycho uh, governor up here. Can't stand what's going oh. on up here. It, no, it's yeah. it, it's wild up here, Carrie. Yeah, I mean Tennessee's looking good for me every single day. Better. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, listen, Carrie. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, do you have anything more? T- tell us about what's on your website, uh, CarrieMaday.com, You guys. Well, I do have products that I use. Everything I use, I put on that website, and they've all helped me heal. You know, from the plane crash, and or I'm using them on a regular basis or intermittently. And then I do have uh, the downloadable resource for detoxing. So welcome to do that. And every Tuesday we have uh, Tuesday Tribe Talk. We are like a family. We pray together. I have a speaker on, we learn from one another, we support one another. So it's kind of like our family and we meet whenever we can, if uh, the members meet up. So it's a tribe that's comes from uh, all over the country together. So perfect. Do that. Perfect. And I think that you have made connection. Well, I know you did cause I did it uh, with one of our guests, <laughs> one of the truth for Oxford uh, people outcast. Yeah. So I th- Kristen, uh, and I think you guys are going to get together at some point and I would like to see that and see what you guys figure out because it's so deep. It's so deep. What's going on in Oxford. It's crazy. We've been doing uh, episodes of that. I'm not sure if you watched them, Carrie, just in the last few weeks. Um, so if you want to catch up on any of that, do I'll that. But yeah, yeah. It, it's, they're, they're so it's, it's never ending. They're always putting stuff on us. Outcast. Yeah. We win. Just, yeah. There you go. God just to wins, echo what you win. just said. Yep. 
just to echo what you just said to Carrie, Carrie, you got to check out those, those Oxford episodes. It is, okay. it's a little unnerving when you find out how creepy it gets. It's really bizarre that, that dark forces are infiltrating even local school systems like this. I mean, like in a, in small town, Michigan, it's, you, you'll it's be amazed. It'll be right up your alley. They've always been after the children. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why they, they go to certain areas. So it would be interesting to know more about the area of why did they pick those children? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just like Dearborn was not, now that I'm older, it took me 50 years to figure it out. These, these public schools were not normal, but they were in a good way because we had different education. Thank goodness, because it got me to think outside the box. But I would be interested to know more about these areas, about Who's around there? Who's living around there? Why are they picking on these families? Um, you know, it's, I don't know if there's a spiritual connection there, a connection. There, there's or- there in the past, there's been there's a something. lot of, there's been a lot of digging there. There's a lot of old um, uh, gravel pits there. There's been a lot of deep digging down there. So I, that, I don't know if that plays into anything, but um, there's a lot of grounds there that are, questionable grounds too. another interesting fact the lone ranger came from oxford michigan so there's that what? yeah i didn't know that yeah if you go down okay. there on, on 24 if you go down there you'll see the signs and there's you know some old pictures and stuff of them there have yeah. there been people that have lived there for you know at least a few generations yeah yeah that's there's i bet you there's gonna be something about that too oh the old farms the old farms the old horse farms the old pastures and yeah. all that stuff that's all there um Carrie, you have a lot of fans over here on Bill uh, uh, on Rumble, and Bill Hall says, "See you tomorrow, Carrie. Love you." Uh, uh, Chase Skinner says, "Hi, Carrie." So, um, uh, thanks. I think I just want to thank you and your. It looks like you have a lot of fans that follow you and go with you wherever you go. So, welcome, you guys. Thank you for coming to the show tonight. Had a lot of people watching. It's been great, and uh, it looks like all of our chat rooms really like what you have to say, Carrie, and. Um, there's a lot that we left on the table, but we can't fit it all in the show in one night. So that's just how it goes. You guys, you know how it is. So yeah. Carrie, <laughs> thank you. You guys go check her out. CarrieMaday.com. All right. And see what she's doing. Get in that prayer group on Tuesdays. Outcast, I, sh- I sent it to you the other day, uh, last week. Miracles are happening all the time, guys. You wouldn't believe there are people with stage four cancers. I'm not saying it's us, but people have been praying and then their PET scans don't show anything. Listen, we had, there's a lot of cancer. There's a lot of cancer going around right now. That's exploding right now all Mm -hmm. around us, Carrie. It's crazy. And uh, maybe I'll talk to you off, you know, off air about that Uh, because there's some stuff going on. I want to, I've, I've got some questions. I just want you to see if you can just run them past you. So, all right, everybody, it's late. We have to go to bed. We have to go night night. Okay. (laughs) So Carrie, thank you for coming on. Uh, again, yeah, thank you and stay dangerous and, uh, it's, it's, it's all good. You're holding down in, uh, in Georgia down there. So excellent. You think Michigan's bad. Oh yeah. They're both insane. Yeah. We're both insane places right now. So we got to get a hold of them. So (laughs) awesome. Thanks for coming out, Carrie. Bye guys. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, okay. There it is. Amazing stuff right there, man. We got into some deep, yeah. deep rabbit holes, and some aren't rabbit holes. They're just laid out there on the lawn. You know. I hope I didn't talk too much. Listen, I wanted to talk more. You wanted to talk more. We all wanted to talk more, but I think I think it's okay. Um, there, there was not. I don't think that we could have talked enough. <laughs> really, right? You know, lot to cover. <sighs> Music lovers saying. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. All you Eastern Standard Time folks must be early words. Well, it's only 930 here for us, but um, go, that, that copper stuff, Outcast, is it's so interesting to me. Uh, Prairie Fire, thank you from another old Dearborn rat. All right, Prairie Fire. Excellent. <laughs> Dearborn rat. That's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the copper stuff. That that's huge. I want to I look, I've been looking for the last few weeks to find copper mugs. Now we have those, you know, those mules, those yeah. Mos- Moscow mule drink things. <laughs> Hold on. <sighs> oh, had a cough. Okay. So anyway, those M- Moscow M- Moscow mule mugs that we've been drinking out of, I don't think they're real copper. They look like it. They're not they're nice, right? They, they look good, and the drinks come out of them are good, but um, th- I think they're just, they're coated, they're not real copper. We need to find real copper mugs, and we need to find real spoons and forks and knives that are silver. Okay, we need to be t- in- ingesting these things, you guys. We have to stop with all this fake metal, or it's tin and, you know, inferior metals, okay? We need to be good. gold and silver, bronze these are all god's things that's the stuff we need to be eating off of uh and drinking out of all the old ones i find are sealed or lacquered inside can't find the pure raw ones anymore well they're out there mm. somebody has them i'm telling you somebody's got to. yeah you're right they're probably hard to find oh for sure yes yeah, stephanie so thank you yeah they're um let me see pro- oh you know what we can make our own outcast i can buy bronze or, or copper you know- i can buy copper sheets I can buy all well, this know, stuff. You, well, you know, just, I mean, I, I just had a thought. This could be, I don't want to oversimplify, but what if you just took copper wire from the from the store mm-hmm. and then cut it in, in sections and just put a little hook on it, like a little candy cane hook, and you hang it on the edge of your glass? It would help. <clears throat> it would definitely help. I mean, I think about, yeah, that, that, it would probably help. Um, or if you have a pitcher of water in the fridge, maybe put, put a hang it in the, in the pitcher. Yeah, well, listen, I've got a ton of copper around here. I've got copper wire in the shop over there. I've got copper wire. I have copper pipes. You know, I've got a lot of copper copper pipes, too. I've got a lot of copper materials laying around. So, um, you know, these new houses are building. It's all PVC. Yeah, PVC and packs, you know, because you can snake it through walls easily. Um, But, you know, somewhere at the very top, there was somebody said to make a decision. Hey, listen, we're, we're, we're stopping with this copper. We're going to packs. These, these people oh, are then, too protected. I would love to have a house full of lead, um, paint, a brick outline, and in full copper. The only thing I'm missing is the lead paint. Ah, it might you might be able to do something. I don't know. <clears throat> There's maybe somebody out there makes it for some purpose. Uh, I'm you sure know, there is. Yeah. Yep. But you know, we we're not going to be. I, we grew up in these lead painted houses, man. Oh yeah. boy. Um. What do you have? Anything else? More 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 stuff talking about i got you know just if you want my final remarks yeah i do i do all right you guys listen this is um we're starting to roll it out um old pennies yeah you you got to get old penny sorry outcast i'm I'm running all over you um prairie fire talks about the old pennies and you have to go back i want to say pre-60s pre-64 um at least that's you know silver is pre-64s pre-65s in the um quarters and dimes so, you know, I'm, the old gold pennies, if you can find them, that's your copper right there. Copper pipes and all that stuff, too. So, um, all right, Outcast, why don't you give us your final thoughts um, before we head out for tonight? So bear with me, guys. I'm going to try to flesh this out. I had uh, a strange epiphany from two different New Testament scriptures. The first one is uh, one we look at a lot lately when we look at the state of the world. Um 
and it's very the, the the things that are standing out to all of us in this scripture I'm going to read. It's very obvious about what we see is the end times. Okay, um, and but I'm I'm going to focus on a really weird part of it that has been just sticking out to me and haunting me. Haunting is a weird word, but just sticking with me. And God has put it on my heart, and I think I've kind of decoded it what it means. So I'm going to read this one real quick. I'm going to go to two different scriptures. Okay. Second uh, Timothy three one through five. But mark this: there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Okay, so we read that we're like, well, that's everybody nowadays, especially young people who are on social media in you know all this stuff, you know, all this look at me stuff. It's very self centered. They're they're rash they're disobedient to their parents everything so that's that's pretty obvious but um in um oh darn it what's the scripture for this this is from the book of acts uh it is i'm sorry yeah acts 4 23 through 31 uh now uh peter and john had been in prison for a period of time and this is in the very early uh, days of the early church and then they were released and it says on their release peter and john went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. And then it it, it quotes a a psalm. Uh, Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord, against the anointed one, together against... Okay, and it goes on to say, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the, the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your they did what your power will I'm sorry, they did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, uh, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Okay, now, some really interesting things to, to unravel here, and I'm going to make reference to the, the first scripture I read. Um, first of all, they, they praised, when they praised God, they, you know, as the sovereign Lord, they acknowledged that he made the heavens and the earth. They're acknowledging his sovereignty, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the greater message here is that they were not deterred by, um, by Peter and John being imprisoned. What they were was emboldened when that happened. That made them even more fervent, okay? And they called upon the power of the Lord. The place was shaken, and they were able to heal. And they, you know, all these great things were happening because they believed in the power that was at their disposal as these new believers. You follow what I'm saying here? Oh, yeah. Another little interesting tidbit is it talks about in, in Psalms, which is Old Testament, that the kings of the earth and the rulers would band together against the Lord and his anointed one. Who's his anointed one in Proverbs? It was the Messiah. It's Jesus. And they acknowledge that Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus. So they're acknowledging prophecy fulfilled, mm. calling on the power. Okay. There's a lot going on here, but check this out. In that second Timothy verse that I initially read, all the obvious stuff about the, the people being lovers of money and proud and abusive and disobedient, that's all obvious. The one that hung me up was on the very last line. It says, having a form of godliness, but 
denying its power. And I was like, who, well, who does that apply to? Is that New Agers? Is that Wiccan people? What, what is that? No, that's the lukewarm church that we're surrounded by right now. There you go. They have a form of godliness, but they don't understand that there's power to tap into to do what? What did Carrie just say? She says, we have, we have a prayer group and we've seen people healed of cancer. Right, mm-hmm. we saw Biff. We saw our entire family here on Dangerous Info pray, and Biff or Matt come out of his surgery unscathed, which is un- unusual for his surgery. Right, we've we've seen miraculous things happen out of pure faith because we we are not denying its power. Now it dawned on me. I talked to two different Christians this weekend, and I tried to nephilim red pill them, and I saw their eyes glaze over. They would they couldn't hear it. Okay. I had another conversation with, with another Christian that I had just met, and I had made a remark about um, uh, when Jesus cast out the demons and they resolved this, uh, they said that they were legion. And then now it's isn't interesting that all these um, ch- transgender people are saying, call me they, them. And he, he scoffed and he was like, you think that, that, that it's not that. What these people are doing is they're denying the supernatural origins of the book that we supposedly believe in. Our Bible is steeped heavily in the supernatural, okay? But modern Christianity, the Laodicean churches it's referred to in in, uh, Revelations, I believe, the Laodicean church is lukewarm. Nobody is finding anything satisfying. People in it are going through it ritualistically, not finding anything satisfying even themselves because why? They deny the power that it possesses. Right. They want to look at it as like a book of morality, and 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 they they don't want to be judged for being wacky and weird, so they want to tame it down and tamp down the wild the wild power that's in it and the supernatural occurrences that take place in it. Um, we might, you know to people who don't get it, we sound like whack jobs. I understand, but <laughs> once you tap into this, like you and I have, like once you see the correlation between the nephilim and where we're at now and what's happening in the world, once we we get together and we pray and we see our friends and family healed. You I mean you and I have seen some amazing stuff in our personal lives, right, yeah, Jesse? It's crazy. I mean, it's remarkable. So that it's easy for us to point our fingers at the world and say, all this disobedience and lovers of money and abusive and blah, blah, blah. That's them over there. But at the very end, it circles back to the church, the modern church that we're surrounded by, people who glaze over when you try to tell them about the Nephilim, people who don't want to talk about demonics, even though Jesus, a third of Jesus' ministry was in the demonic was was dealing with demonics, right? Was casting out demons. Yep. These people wanted to dumb the Bible down into a little neat and tidy, unoffensive little guidebook for good behavior. It is far deeper than that. Like Carrie Madej said from the beginning, it is an interdimensional warfare between light and dark, and we're at the center of it for some reason. So once again, look at Second Timothy 3 through 15, read it, and you can point your finger at all the young people and all the people in the world. But when it comes down to number five, having a form of godliness but denying its power, is that you? I don't think it's us. I don't think it's the Dangerous Info family. But when you look at people around you, that's why the churches are dying and people are fleeing because they're look, people are going into churches and they're getting the world served to them when they should be getting the antidote, the counter to the world should be delivered to them. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm off on a tangent. No, it makes sense, though. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that far out? So yeah, you um, can see how wanna... a lot of these ch- churches are just weak now. They're just they're out oh, there. Yeah. They're not to me. They don't seem like churches. They seem like motivational groups or something. So if you want to study this on your own, any of our listeners, go to Acts four twenty three through thirty one. Read that again, and then go to Second t- Timothy three one through five with an em- em- emphasis on five. Um, I think that most churches are denying its power, and that's the sign that we're in the end times. Yeah. So that's my message Man, for this week. It hit me over the head when I started connecting the dots there. Yeah, that's deep stuff right there, brother. Yeah. And um, 
Man, I'm glad you dug that deep. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to find it. Um, <laughs> you know, this this copper thing is still going on. Uh, this, the copper conversation is still going on is in it? our chat rooms. Yeah. You know, it just hit me. Copper and blood. Mm. Our blood is related to copper. Good point. And that's why copper is got is such an important element that we need, that we need to have around us, that we need to have part of us all the time. Copper, you guys, start wearing copper. I'm telling you, that there's something there. Music lover says thanks for sharing that, Outcast. Yes, for sure. Thanks, music. Um, you're you're yeah. a great encourager. Thank you. Um, yeah, the coppery taste in your mouth uh, when you have blood in it. Yes, that's what made me think of it because I, I remember it's. From fighting and all that well, stuff, those days, you know, blood in the mouth tasted like copper to me. Always. always when we had. go back several several episodes, who was the, uh, what's the name of that uh, young lady that was on the Howard Stern show that's uh, living <clears throat> in the country now? I'm trying to blank. Um, oh, Andrea. Have a baby. Andrea. Andrea Lowell. She said when she got that um, blue shield, yep, she had a metallic taste in her mouth for a few days when she first turned it on. There you go. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, hmm. it, it's funny how a lot of our past guests are so irrelevant or so relevant to these new shows. You know, it's just, everything seems to connect, especially right here. Thorn one 91 or Thorn 91 over on rumble says Dustin Nemos also talks about the importance of copper tools, shovels, etc., to use in the dirt. Who do, who do we have on our show a couple weeks ago? Dustin Nemos. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin was on our show. So, um, yeah, Thorn. Um, thank you so much for you know bringing that up. But yeah, he was on our show a couple weeks ago, and if you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out. He's awesome. Uh, we've been staying in, in touch, and he's going to come back on again. So he and he's got a is it Dustin? No, it's Nathan. Nathan Reynolds. He's got uh, prayer groups too, and I'm uh, I've been sharing that stuff with you, Outcast. So, oh man, you guys, listen, we got to get going. We got to get rolling out here. It's it's late. <clears throat> we're past our nine o'clock time that we always seem to go past. <laughs> we're listen, you guys, all the new listeners and viewers out there, especially on rumble. There's a lot of, uh, carry my day fans out there. You're still there hanging with us. Thank you so much, um, for being out there. Uh, it, it's a great crowd. And, um, you know, if, if you like what we're doing, come back. We're here every Monday night. So outcast, I'm going to go tell, ahead and hit our, go ahead. Tell a friend, bring a buddy. There you go. Tell a friend, tell your mama and her friends, right? They're all going to come back. Yeah, everybody's going to have fun. It's a great show, you guys. We we have a we have fun doing it. We think it's great. You know, we've been doing this for three years now, and man, it's 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 getting better every time. These guests are better. Next week you have Gary Wayne. You guys, next week is going to blow your mind. Where's I have the book? Do you have the book too? I do. Um, he's got a second one. Did you know that? That's what he's, he's working on now. Two. Yeah, that's where. And he's, no, it's out. It's out now. It's it out. just came out. Okay, so that's and what he he's, says he's working on. In his mind, he's already working on three and four. Yep. So he's he's here um, to talk about the new book. So it, it's, it's yeah, I've been seeing him on, and he's on a tour right now. So he's going all over the place. Yeah, music lover. She says, wait, when did three years happen? Well, we're in year three. We started in, in 2021. That first episode was August that we recorded, and I waited till September to publish it. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. So. Time goes when you're having fun, you guys, but the damage is done. We got to keep on going. All right. So listen, Outcast, thanks for coming here tonight and hanging out with me. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. having me. <laughs> you're here every week. So it's, it's all right. It's all good. I want to say thanks to our guest tonight, Carrie Madej. You guys check her out. CarrieMadej.com. Last name M-A-D-E-J. CarrieMadej.com. 
Thanks to Outcast. Thanks to all you guys out there, the Dangerous Info chat rooms. You guys have been great tonight. And also, thank you guys for sharing the show, hitting that thumbs up. It helps us big time over on Rumble, you guys. So so please do that. I'm going to release a scratching right now over here on Pilled Foxhole so you guys can fight over that stuff and have a great time. Uh, scratch and release. There you go. Read the description of tonight's show, you guys. Down there is going to find all the information that's relevant to, to everything you need. To, you know, our links, Carrie's links are down there. Also on social media, you can find us at uh, Rumble, uh, Gab, Instagram, Truth Social, Twitter, Telegram. Uh, you can also sign up for the mailing list. I hope you guys do that. Get that mailing list filled up because you guys are going to need it. When uh, they take social media down, the mailing list is going to be there for you guys. So have a great night. <clears throat> it's been awesome. Join us here again every Monday night, 7 p.m., you guys. Again, thanks for listening, you guys. I'm Jesse James. He's Outcast, And you guys go through the week. Remember, be bold, be courageous, and stay alert. Don't fall for any of that government, media complex, propaganda, Taylor Swift, Super Bowl, Satan Bowl nonsense, all right? It's coming at you at every level of your life. There's solutions to all this. It's up to you guys to act on these solution ideas. We love you guys. God bless. And stay dangerous, my Patriot friends. Stay dangerous. The word smart, right? Remember when smart came along? Smart car, smart mm-hmm. phone, smart meter, smart watch, smart everything. People, you yep. know, I, I, I knew right away when I first heard it, um, it was, you know, SM, S-M-A-R-T. People just think it's smart, like intelligent. It's not, okay? Smart, what it stands for, it's an acronym. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Smart. I had no idea. I'm going to repeat that again. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Okay. Wow. What this is, 